Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We continue Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Every hour, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, you win $1,000. We'll give you your first keyword, 610 this morning. We'll continue every hour through the program. Join this day and every weekday by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? I'm uh, feeling good about life. What do I have to complain about? Uh, great night in Lots. great night in Cleveland Lots. sports last night. And, uh, dude, yeah. uh, the highlights, the absolute highlights of my afternoon yesterday. Now, I, I guarantee you by, like, three months from now, I'm going to be like, dude, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. But, but the highlight of my afternoon yesterday, for the first time since I moved into my new house, dude, went out there and mowed the lawn. Oh. Felt American. Yeah, that's like yeah. American. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so yeah, you like it like twice. Right. <laughs> you mother, right. Man, it's hot. Move the grass. Yeah. Got a little tan on these yeah. arms. And dude, I'm crushing beer cans. Right. And then in the dog days of summer, you're going to be Son like, I can't believe Rock 106.9 doesn't pay me <laughs> enough money to pay the neighborhood kid to mow my lawn. I am the neighborhood kid walking around with the lawnmower. Somebody give me $10, please. Still telling people they could win a thousand bucks. Hey man, listen to my day job. You could win a thousand bucks. It um, it, it really was like you know one of those things where as as I, I went out there and I pulled that pulled that you know yeah I don't get that first I rent. time and dude got that smell in the, of the grass cutting and the, it, dude it was it was just a special I felt like Toby Keith was gonna come play a performance <laughs> for me just I like, like front right. fortunate I thought I thought the concert for legends might get started a little bit early a little right made in there. America live from I, your front porch uh, I, I don't see why not dude <laughs> that would be good. That would be amazing. It would have been so. Dude, no. this is this is what I find hilarious about what this. What is that? <laughs> You're literally victory lapping it about cutting your grass. Oh yeah, and dude, let's be real. I have like, dude, it's probably a sixteenth of an acre. It's not even like a full eight. It's not even like a full three point five, dude. It's just like just enough to need a lawnmower. And uh, and and dude, yeah, I just felt like just like I was like the most masculine male of all time. Yeah, you're not. I don't. No. I don't think you. This is what I'm saying. This is. I do. This is a problem with the way you were raised. Your mother gave you too much positive reaffirmation. Like you cannot literally think you've accomplished something by cutting your grass. No, especially when you consider that there's like you know there's like like big zigzags in the middle. There's parts of it where I miss. I didn't. Have, I never have a weed whacker yesterday. How so. many laps does it even take to cut uh, your lawn? Two. Probably like, probably like probably like well you know you you, you do the the outline and then probably eight trips up and down it. So it's not like it's many, dude. I live on like a sixteenth of an acre. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a lot. Nonetheless, dude. Toby Keith blasting in the headphones, just drinking. Domestic lights. All right. I mean, dude. If, dude, if I go overboard about being able to <laughs> to park with my rear view camera assist, I guess I guess I can't totally knock you yeah. on the cutting of the grass. Real men here. We can back up cars and mow our lawns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> And the that's about thing it. Is, the sad thing is, is like both of us are legit proud of that. It's not like we put it on for the radio show or anything like it. Both of us were proud of those accomplishments. No, because of how overboard I went <laughs> about being able to park with that damn thing everywhere I go now, like I won't pull in. I have to back in everywhere. Your Cavaliers did win last night. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was a uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a victory that was well needed. Um, they felt like I never at any point felt like they were going to lose that game. Uh, it was a five point victory. Um, the offense was was on fire. I was a little concerned that uh, that J.R. Smith went down, um, but Schumpert stepped up in a big way. And I heard the hamstring injury shouldn't be that serious for oh, Jr. So hopefully good. that turns into you know him returning. Uh, I think it's Thursday or no. When is the next game? Friday, Saturday, Thursday. I think Thursday and Saturday are the next one. So uh, hopefully that turns into a sweep right there. 
That would be good. Yeah. To end this series early. Now I've I've expressed my concerns about not winning a championship, but I um it would be good to sweep the first series out. You know, obviously the concept of rest is important and and more so I think the concept of a confidence booster for the Cavs is going to really be necessary there. Um Kevin Love, dude, was a man possessed in the third quarter last night, literally just getting it done everywhere. Guy was rebounding, making huge defensive stops, dude, couldn't stop shooting the ball and couldn't stop making it. So um it it, it did it felt like a uh, it felt like a confidence booster for the Cavs. They weren't on the razor's edge like they've been for the past month. You know what I mean? It felt no, like felt like they were in the driver's seat as opposed to just on the bus there. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it and then I was like, man, I'm just kind of tired. I, I gotta I gotta go to bed. So I was uh, a little sleepy. Yeah, though. I was a little tired. So I um, all right. I had a tough day yesterday okay. mentally. Okay, like I melted down. Okay, like my anger didn't come out. But like mentally, I I I, had, I I just was defeated. All right. So I got a call yesterday, and the weather was really good. My buddy's like, "Yo, man, I need Beautiful. you. I need you to come out and round out this foursome that it, it, for this golf this afternoon." So okay. So it's gonna be me, my brother, my buddy Anthony, and you know, and Anthony's played on tour. Like he's really good. All these guys are like really good. So I go out and I start hitting the driving range, and I hit every ball good. Right. Every one. That's good. That's a good start to the day, dude. Every right? ball good. That's essentially you know, the warm ups, right? You're yeah. heading out there, taking some pregame shots, you know, it's feeling great. Part, just stroking it. So I got the eight iron dialed in at 150. Nice. You know, I got the wedge perfectly at 110. Right. Things are good, looking good. Driver's right. good. Three woods, actually not that great, but the hybrid was really good. Fine. And then next thing I know, we go off a tee off at one, Yeah. hit a bad shot, Ugh. and then never hit a good one. Balls like honestly like the first time I had ever played golf, like mentally was just out of it, out of it, and I don't know what happened. And like so much where I was like, okay, we're taking a break, like legitimately gonna break. Now for me that's, I'm not gonna play today or tomorrow. Okay, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like but and not only not play, like I'm not doing anything on it. I'm not going to the range today. Not going tomorrow. I'm taking I'm taking two days. And we're going to try to clear the mechanism. Now, when you do that, do you feel like you're inside your head the whole time? You're thinking about golf? You're thinking about the sweet signs? Here's, here's the problem. Is that on the range, if I hit a ball bad, I can like step back and like, okay, this is what I did. I can make adjustments on the range that I cannot make in the moment while playing the, the actual game. You start focusing on scores and this and that, and you can't then, or at least I can't. I have a hard time. If I start playing bad, I have a hard time making on-course adjustments. Now, was this all because you were playing with dudes who were better than nah, you? Yeah, because like four of them I played with like last week, and I played all right. Right. Like I played well last week. I don't know what it was. I think it was just honestly just too much. I think I've been doing it too much. Some, people, I, some people say there's not never too, many, too much golf there, buddy. I think, well, I used to be one of those. But I'm telling you, man, my mind just went to mush in that round yesterday, and I just couldn't do it. And I was very frustrated. But I will say, like again, it ended up being a ton of us out there all uh, together. But it, like, I never got like, like I didn't get mad. Mad, I was hitting balls so bad, I didn't even get mad. I was laughing at them. Like that's how bad it was. A little bit of Browns right there. That's yes. how I treat the Cleveland Browns. Yes, exactly. Right. Not anger. Was laughing at it. So, like I said, I just. We're going to step back. We got a meeting today with the higher ups here with the highborn. The highborn want to meet with us. So, I, I, you know, we're going to be here late anyway today. So I'm just taking the next two days and throwing them away. We're getting, we're getting stays very mentally prepared. We're going to get you financially prepared. Let's hook you up with a thousand dollars right now. <laughs>
suckers. No! The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Lady Gaga, new Blake Shelton, new Metallica, part of that. Star-sided lineup. Yeah, it is. Is it going to be Lady Gaga and Metallica together? No. So we're going to lose our mind about that? No. Oh, my God, Metallica and Lady Gaga. No, apparently yeah. this Lady Gaga song is um, something she premiered at Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet. Um, but my, people, I, I mean, it was all over Twitter the other night. Uh, my girlfriend was playing it over the weekend. She was like, oh, my gosh, we got to watch the Coachella video. And I'm like, all right, I guess we got to watch the Coachella video. And uh, you, you ever know, been to that? Uh, no, 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 no. Have not, I have not made the, the journey out there. I'm far too old now, right? Well, I just wasn't sure if maybe when you were living in California, nah. if you guys ever went. Nah. I, uh, I, uh, I never felt like I was cool enough to go to that. I was like, eh, I don't know, dude. Uh, you're cool enough now because Coachella, I don't think, is cool like it used to be. Uh. I think Coachella is quickly becoming a lot like what happened to South by Southwest, which is it was awesome. Right. And don't get me wrong, still thousands of people will go or whatever, but it's now become like corporate, like how that kind of happens to like those cool things. That's what I've been told anyway. I've never been to either. And I mean, I'm not trying to make it sound like I can't stand around listening to music while high on drugs. Like, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. I'm just saying I'm not cool enough to do it with those people, you know? Do you see, just quickly, did you happen sure. to see what Cam Newton was wearing at Coachella? No. Oh, yeah, no. He had, like, no. his grandmother's drapes on. Like, it was, like, honestly, that was one of the most feminine things I've ever seen in my life. Now, Coachella certainly is a place where um, alternative fashion styles... That's 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 where it seems to like all come from. It seems to yeah. be like you see these things at Coachella and then you see it out in the real world. Uh, but did not see Cam Newton there. It was interesting. Odell did Beckham not. Jr. seemed to be having a really good time too. He was like yeah. all the rage from like the Vine videos and stuff. Standing around in a field, high on drugs, listening to music. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be NFL, awesome. NFL players are gonna love that. It's gonna be awesome. They're gonna love it. It's gonna be a lot of fun there, Coachella. So, as I collect music for New Turd Tuesday, sure. Like, the boss will, like, give me stuff that gets sent to the radio station. Sure. Right? Sure. So, in my mailbox this morning was a bunch of, like, the, the standard, like, yellow envelopes. And I know, okay, CDs are here. Right. Right? Um, You know, and obviously, a lot of bands still send their stuff, obviously, for New Turd Tuesday. But it's just a thing with radio stations that people think that, like, oh, well, if I send it to Stansberry and he listens to it, it's just going to be, like, the wonders and that thing you do. And Stansberry's going to hear it. We're going to get it on the radio. Tom Hanks is going to be our manager. Number one band in the world, baby. Well, it did kind of what happened with that band out of Akron. No. Remember that? I was like pounding on my boss's door, like, we need to play this record. Sure enough, we ended up getting on that record. But like, I, so I opened up one of these packages, and it's from this band I've never heard of. And they're called Blacktop Mojo. Okay. And if, you're, if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Stan's Ratio, as all of my social networking is, you've already seen this photo. But they're called Blacktop Mojo, and I haven't heard the CD yet, which is why we're not going to premiere it on New Tour Tuesday. We'll maybe get into these guys next week. But it, a lot of times bands will send like things inside the package. It's not just the CD. Sure. And back in the day, you like Van Halen would send you like an eight ball of Coke, and it'd be in the sleeve of the record. Like People don't want to hear that, but that's the truth of it. Like That's how records got played back in the day. And then it moved into, well, we'll... We'll fly your DJs to go see their families over the holidays if you if you play this more. Now, again, Elliot Spitzer came through the radio business and cleaned all of that up. None of that stuff happens anymore. And that's the point of telling you this story. Because Blacktop Mojo, in their package, sent me a sent me a pet rock. 
and the one side says Blacktop Mojo, and then they flip it over, Fantone, and what's it say? Rock's not dead. I was like, oh, Blacktop Mojo, they're sending you something good. Plane tickets, United tickets. All right, Stansbury, he's going to get drugs, United. something going on here. No, dude, a pet rock? A pet rock. Okay. Now, obviously, you so know. So when Van Allen 2 comes out, you get an eight ball. <laughs> when? when <laughs> How you get Blacktop Mojo? Like, oh, pet rock. A lot of artists will send, like, rock swag. Rock is dead. You know what I'm saying? T-shirts, something. Right. Right. right, T-shirts. There's even even more CDs that you can give away to the audience, or or, or, or you know autographed you know eight by tens, or, or a million different things that they'll send. Where it's like, hey, this is something cool for you. Even they'll send something like. Um, mouse pads and just things that like you know places of business like a radio station need where they where they want to be top of mind. But what the hell are you gonna do with a pet rock? Throw it away. What are you gonna do with that? Well, here's the thing. I did post it on like a social media account talking about how sure, lame it is. Sure. So at least you're getting talked about. And then you got to think too that like. So when you send something out, obviously it's 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 charged by weight, and so every time that they send out a CD, they're they're adding that extra postage to it. I'm going to assume the uh, the budget for Blacktop Mojo probably not too high. Well, maybe the record's good. Then. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Is this, is this like an official record, or is this these these dudes in their basement? No, no, no. This is like from this is like a label band. Okay, okay, all right. Well, then at least it's not like these dudes investing their own money into Pet Rocks. Because I was going to say, if you're a garage band and you're sitting there and you're trying to make it, you're trying to write songs, trying to come up with what you're going to name your band, and you're like, you know what we need to market this bitch? Because we need Pet Rocks. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard somebody say. Dude, the Pet Rock has been like the ultimate joke since since its inception. Because... What was anybody ever buying a pet rock for? No, I don't know. I don't know. I can. I guess I can see like, haha, here's my pet rock. And maybe once it's like a meme. Once you see it once, it's like, all right, dude, you don't have to do that again because I already saw it and laughed right. at it. You don't have to show me your phone. I saw it already. I have a phone. But right. 15 million people buying pet rocks like, oh, yeah, dude, it's a great investment. No, it's a terrible investment. What are people thinking back like, then? I understand how the slinky got sold. Sure. I, like I get the slinky, even though it's as dumb as it is, as like mind numbing as it would be after you do it. Three times, I totally get how the Slinky got sold. I don't ever understand how the Pet Rock became like a thing. Yeah, people want to crap on millennials and kids these days and all the stupidity and all. Dude, you're all terrible. What about the Pet Rock? Fair. What about the Pet Rock? Idiots. What right. does it say? Rock's not dead. Yeah. Rock's not dead. Rock's not it's dead. It's a rock, and it right. says Rock's not dead. I right. Rock 1069. The Rock, mother. Trust me, Rock is dead. Jeez. Trust me. Jeez. Trust me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's uh, that's kind of funny there. I, I, you know, you never know though. I could leave work today, put it in the CD player, and then next awesome. thing I know, that maybe the CD's amazing. I don't know. Stansbury comes in tomorrow, dude. You want the rug? Pretty good, man. Yeah, I had to delete that that uh, that Instagram <laughs> post about Blacktop Mojo because it's damn good there. So I read this article, and I'm interested to get your take on it because right. I think I might buy into this. Okay. And they say a majority of Americans. Think marijuana use is socially acceptable now. Okay. Okay. All right. Not surprised to hear that. Obviously, there's been a turning of the tide on that recently. They say 56% of Americans find pot to be socially acceptable. Now, this was a study, obviously, small sample size of people. And I would assume that socially acceptable doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, hey, I want my doctor to be high. It just means that, like, you're not a terrible piece of crap, a piece of human garbage just because you smoke weed. Right. Okay. 
So they say 56% of Americans find pot to be socially acceptable. 83% of marijuana users uh, agree with that statement, obviously, as they use. And 74% of those who have tried marijuana also agree that it is socially acceptable. I think there's some people, I mean, obviously, there's 17% of the people in this study, but there's got to be some stoners, some people who smoke weed on a semi-regular basis who are like, dude, this is not socially acceptable. If everyone knew about this, I'm I'm paranoid as hell right now. I think part of the criminality comes in with that, which is interesting because they say the survey finds that 83% of Americans support legalization of marijuana for medical purposes, but the divide about whether marijuana should be legalized for recreational purposes, 49% approve, 47% disapprove. You've um, you, you've long said it on this show, and, and I think this just goes to show it. Boy, oh boy, when the argument of medical marijuana really got on and going, you, the, 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 the potheads put their, their their chips on the wrong side there. Right. You should have just pushed, pushed recreational right from the get-go. From the beginning. It, it's, it's great that people are being helped by this, and I genuinely believe that, like, yeah, there's circumstances where marijuana can help. They'd be you helped know. By, by my system, too. Right, right. That's exactly it. In my it. system, we get both. It, right, that's exactly it. So, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that the kid with epilepsy isn't having seizures me anymore. Too. Want but, that. but the argument should have always been this is a product that is acceptable for adults to use. We've, we've now know that it can be both. Right, right. Common sense people right. know it can be both. Right. It can be medicine, and it also can be a recreational thing that you do for fun. Dude, heroin was medicine once upon a time in this country. Indeed it was there. You know what I mean? Cocaine was. was medicine once upon a time in this country. Make America great again. So obviously these things can, you know, can... <laughs> Dude, come on. Let's go back in time. Get a time machine, baby. Come on. All right, yeah, that was very funny. So they're they're approaching, like, the socialization of this drug, the marijuana drug. Okay. 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 And it's important that we call that a drug, because it is. Yes. Okay? Alcohol's a drug. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. It's totally 100% a I drug. Will, I will always be Dummy. honest about what these things are. So they're talking about, like, marijuana being socially acceptable. Okay. And yet, they have found out that 31% of the people who smoke marijuana recreationally would prefer to do it alone versus with other people. Yet they think it's socially acceptable, yet they're calling it, they see they say that pot has a solitary consumption issue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And right. I can't deny that. Because well, I talk about this all the time. I will not, very, and, and I shouldn't say I will not, but I will very rarely, and I mean very rarely, will I go home, open a beer, Drink a beer on my couch and then watch the Cavs game. I'm more likely to drink soda, eat pizza, and watch the Cavs game. But beer is probably not coming out of my fridge unless I have friends over or I go out for a bar. Right. Normally, alcohol is like, where are the chicks at? And like, let's party, have fun, like, let's do shots, let's get that girl to take her clothes off. It's it's known like, as the social lubricant for a reason. For a reason. You know what I mean? Because you know you want to do something yeah. stupid and you want to blame it on something. Now, and it's certainly not to say that there's not plenty of people uh, listening right now who will drink their faces off by themselves. There's plenty of people who will do that. Yeah, alcoholics will do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. But, but as a whole, it is, I mean, a social drug. Like, right. it is. And I think there's a part of it when it comes to the potheads and, and, and whether they're smoking weed by themselves or, or with others. Is like, I just think as you get older, you become less and less likely to hang to, out with your friends. To hang out with your friends. Right. That's and when, true too. when you're 16, 17, 18, 20 years old, it's, it's dude, come over and burn one, burn one, bro. Well, dude, we'll all yeah, match and we'll burn one. Because you kill boredom at, at a different way at 40 than you do at 20. Right. 
Right, right. And I, I, I think there's also a little bit of like, dude, when you're 20, you probably don't have that much money and you're probably like, dude, I can't even buy that much weed. So me and my boys got a match. Everybody got to throw in. Everyone's got to throw in. Where I got it's five like, on it. Where it's like, dude, you have, an, you have an adult job and you're buying adult drugs and you like, you're like, dude, what do I need to call my stupid friends over here for? I hate my friends. I hate my wife. I hate my kids. I hate my wife. It's really weed. It's, <laughs> it's really weird how alcohol has the stigma. Of if you, you use it alone, it's problematic. But if you ask a recreational marijuana users if they use alone, they don't consider that to be like problem forming the way it alcohol is looked at. Sure. Yeah. And I mean Isn't it, that weird? You start to throw other drugs into that equation and it's like I think I think plenty of heroin addicts would rather just push off by themselves and do heroin by themselves, but you need a community to at least get into that drug. You have to you know what I'm saying? Right. You kind of have to be out there looking for that drug. Where with weed, like I said, dude, if you've got a real job, if you've got adult money where you can just be like, all right, I'm buying a month's worth a month's worth of marijuana up front you don't have to you don't have to involve anyone else into it and i mean getting stoned like what are you doing sitting around watching tv like watching movies like yeah that's a real easy thing to do by yourself right real easy if you were to ask me if i would prefer to be now i will say this i've been pretty open about the fact that you know i will recreationally smoke marijuana sure right and people ask me all the time dude how do you get away with that and i always say I'll admit it because the country wants it. Like the, the country's at least at least half of them think it's all right, which is how I know it's probably all right if I'm pretty open about it. But I will say this: I've always talked about how I carry some guilt with it, sure. and how I hate the lie that we've told kids in America that marijuana is not addictive. I sure. hate that. I think that's irresponsible to tell children that marijuana is not addictive because it absolutely is. And I, I, you, I know you agree with this, but I just want to draw attention to it. Uh, the flip side of that coin is that it's re- irresponsible to tell kids there is no negative effects to marijuana. Everything you can smoke weed and everything, right. because no, there's that's crazy. obviously there's obviously you know problems. Yeah, you end up working at Rock 1069. <laughs> right. There's there's plenty of issues that can come along with drug use. Absolutely. Right. To deny that is just as wrong. But if you were to ask me whether or not I want other people. Oh, so where I was going is like I've made an effort in my life to reduce this. Okay. And I've made a very good effort. In okay. It, okay. I'm no longer using that product at the, at the level I once was. Okay. And it is something I've been addressing in my life. But if you ask me my preference... I would much rather be alone. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to add other people to that event. Now, I don't know if that's just who I am as a person, because I can't think of the other things outside of drinking or sex. I can't think of the other things in my life where I'm like, you know what? I got to get more people involved in this. Um, maybe like concerts, but that's kind of drinking, stuff like that. Like, it, but, but, yeah. I, I guess, and I guess it's like, are you talking about. Are, am I when I say alone? When when you say like solitary consumption, like all right, does that include if I get high then go out into the world versus like if I had a couple buddies over getting high? Those are two kind of different like you know avenues there, and it kind of depends on which buddies they are too. If it's like your best weed smoking pals that you that you've been smoking dope with for the past twenty years, that's going to be different than like just having to like smoke a blunt with your dealer. You know what I mean? Like that that uh, yeah I gotta, yeah. I gotta that, sit here and get high with you because that I obligatory. You. I just picked this up from you, so let's let's get into it right now. That thing that kind of happens is strange, can be strange. Again, I have a great situation for that, so like I personally can't complain about that. But in the years past, yeah, that's always an issue. I mean, and just like 
I guess just like think about like how different all this conversation would be if instead of like having to talk about like you going and doing something on the black market, it was just like, yeah, I just had to go up to the corner store and buy weed. That's a good that's a good argument, too, because like I wonder if it this became a solitary thing, because I know there are people out there with like what people consider to be real jobs. Who are users of marijuana that don't want people to know that? Because don't want of, anyone to know. Right. right. So you're right. Had we not made people hide in the corner, had it not been the jazz lettuce, like, <laughs> had it not been that, you know what I mean? It may have been, that may be different. But I really, it just goes to show you how your views on the world affect things, like, on how you perceive things. Because, like... If somebody told me they went home and drank nine beers on the couch by themselves, I'd be like, Jesus, Loser. dude, you got to get that under control. Um, but like, if you go smoke a joint on your couch, I'd be like, yeah, yeah well, that well, I can well, get. Whatever. I get watch, it. Watch your little dragon show and get high. Um, Northeast Ohio. Yeah, we might kick it back up in June. Northeast Ohio uh, marijuana news. Uh, Akron actually put in to be the first city which will have a uh, medical marijuana grow site and dispensary. I saw that yesterday. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, dude, if it's going to come, and somebody's going to have to make money off it. I mean, if 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 I were a, a a city councilman, I'd be pushing for it to happen in my ward. I'd be pushing for it to happen in my city. Like, I mean, somebody's got to do it at some point. Somebody's going to take those jobs. Somebody's going to have that right. money. Somebody's going somebody's going to do it. Right. Might as well be you. Might as well be you. Turns out the ultra rich are preparing for something that the rest of us don't ever think about. Some of We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Every hour, every weekday, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, we give you a keyword, you text it in, you win 1000 bucks. Yeah, I just got that uh, that tax money hit the uh, direct deposit today, so I was pumped about that, but it wasn't 1000 bucks. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't 1000 bucks. Didn't even make that. I haven't gotten mine yet. Walking away with a lot of cash right there. I didn't get mine yet. I can't wait to get mine. Dude, just making it rain everywhere. You know what I do? What you do? Dude, if I want $1,000 right now, what's that? I'd go buy a Buck Cherry record and hear Crazy <laughs> Bitch, the non-bitchless edit. What was that? Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what I happened. like the way you rock me. Rock him. I mean, it was literally the CHR mix. But you look so good, you're on top of that it. That had to be a mistake. That had to be an oversight. I, I hope that was an oversight. Fingers crossed. Sorry. I, I, you know what, yeah, it was. You and I played it, so here's it was the an thing. oversight. Sorry about that. <laughs> if I, dude, if I win the $1,000 at 710, I'm, I'm buying 1000 Buck Cherry Crazy Bitch singles and passing them out to Canton because I am I apologize for whatever the hell that was. I'm sorry. Had I known that, that wouldn't have rolled out. Yeah, I'm already hearing about it on Twitter. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. And this is a great point. Guys, it's 10 years too late to edit that song that way. Great point. It's called Crazy Bitch. Right. Why play it? It's called that's the name of the song is Crazy Bitch. We actually have the right edit, right? Sure we do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that was just an oversight on somebody's part on scheduling. Yeah. There's, okay. there's a rock edit and a top 40 edit. And okay. we accidentally... We just had the wrong one edit. Okay. Right now, we don't schedule that. No, we do not. And I'm going to get in trouble for pointing all of this out. Yeah, we but are. But I care about your opinion of me more than I care about my boss's opinion of me. That's why, honestly, sometimes I get excused from radio stations. That's right. Because I care about you more than I care about my boss. That's why Stansbury's going to have to win that $1,000. Yeah, exactly. Fired for this. Exactly. All right.
And so, like, I needed to be let people know that I'm not the guy. I did not decide that because that was crazy. Are, are we about to die on the Buck Cherry Hill? Is this where we're putting our flag? Is it a crazy so, bitch? Like, here's the thing. This is now the second time in my career where I've had the fight on this. So, like, all right. Once upon a time, I was working at another radio station. Everybody knows which one. I did afternoons. And there was a guy that worked at that radio station. His name was Corey Roddick. And he was like the ultimate Buck Cherry fan. And he got like that record before anybody had it. And he was like, dude, I'm telling you, this is going to be the biggest record in rock music for years to come. And we all laughed him out of the room. We all thought he was crazy. And I was like, Corey, there's just too many edits in it, bro. Like, it just takes too much work. And so he's like, if I edit it, will you guys play it this afternoon? And I said, if you give me a clean edit, yes, I will get in trouble and we'll run it. And sure enough, dude, the phone lines went crazy. People called for two hours. It was like, what was that? Play that again. And he ended up being right. It ended up with, we were like one of the first people in the country to play it. And he ended up being totally right. And then nobody ever gave him credit for it. So there you go. He gets a little credit for it right now. This is the second time in my career I'm having this fight on this goddamn record. It won't go away. It will not go away. It's like herpes, dude. And honestly, you can get the, you can get herpes from listening to this song. By No, you can get herpes by mixing genitals with people who listen if, to this song. If, if this song comes on at a bar and the chick's like, oh my God, this my is my jam. Song. This is my jam. You're going to get herpes. Yeah. You're going to get yep. herpes. Yep. 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 Fact. You're getting laid, but you're all. Oh wait, I should probably edit that, right? But you're getting the herpes as well. All right, so the Uber rich. Okay. The elite, the Uber rich okay. phantom. Not not rich Uber drivers. The no. people who are Uber rich. No, okay. the Uber rich okay. in America are preparing for something that the rest of us just don't have the luxury to do. Okay. They say now the doomsday bunker business is skyrocketing. Listen to this. There's a company that like makes these like bunkers for like the Uber rich at sure, their properties. Sure. Bill Gates is reported to have one of these like underground bunkers at every single one of his houses. Of course. Right. Of course. Exactly. I mean, when you have that much money, number one, you've obviously got the ability to do it. Number two, you kind of have the need. You know what I mean? Like, if anybody needs a panic room, if anybody needs the ability to, like, you know. It's those dudes. Right. Because you kidnap one of those. All right. Th- dude, the government's coming off a lot of money to get him back. They're gonna. They're, something's going to happen to get a guy like that back. They say there's a company that does this. Vivos is their name. Vivos. I'm sorry. No, Gary Lynch is the general manager of Texas-based Rising S Company. There's multiple companies okay. that do this. This is the stat I found interesting. Rising S Company says 2016 sales for their custom high-end underground bunkers grew 700% over wow. one year. From 2015 to 2016, 700. Dude, if I told any business in Canton, Maslin, Alliance, oh, anywhere, you advertise with us, I'll increase your business 700%. They would Honestly, they would trip over themselves to give me the money. Like 700% increase in any business. I don't care if you sold one thing and then you sold 700% more the next year. Right. That's still a, that's a huge upgrade. Yes, a huge upgrade. But do keep that in perspective. If they sold one in 2015, they sold seven in 2000. You know, don't get me wrong. Still impressive. But well, here, here's where it gets a little bit more impressive. It's grown another 300% since the November U.S. presidential election. People are panicking now. There are people who feel like we're going to be on the brink of the next world war. And so much so that it grew 300% since November. 
Um, obviously, this is a time in the world where a lot of people feel a lot of um, concern, uh, a lot of, of, of uncertainty about the future. And, you know, honestly, if you kind of look back, I mean, whether it was in 2015 or it really once this election kind of got underway, there probably was that feeling of panic and not exclusively on Trump. I'm not trying to make it sound like that. No, like, this is what it is. Um, but that overall general feeling of that feeling of unease when it comes to political matters, that feeling of like, oh, my God, something could happen here. And and obviously terrorism factors into that and, and you know the million other different things that are happening across the world right now I, uh, I, I honestly I'm a little jealous of rich people right now they do point out that since the November election it's been both sides of the political aisle they've okay. actually asked their clientele it's been liberals and conservatives both who are lining up to buy these things now of course because liberals, a lot of them have a ton of money because they're athletes, they're actors, actresses, they're those kind of, a lot of them are those kind of things, right? So there's obviously some of that. And I got to be honest with you, if I could have a panic room, of course I would. Of course I would. But I can't prepare for doomsday. I have to prepare for Tuesday. Right. Like, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. I don't have the luxury of this. Yeah. I got to get through today. I, I'm sure that's a part of this equation as well is that, you know, obviously rich people are getting richer, especially the the the, the, the wealthy people. The elite, yeah. Right. I mean, if we're talking about true wealth, like, then, yeah, they're just getting more and more Important money. to point out there's a vast difference between rich and wealth. And I would assume that the, the technology... Wealthy, the, the, the technology and the um, comforts and the, you know, the different things that they can put in these bunkers or, or whatever they are, I'm sure that's grown exponentially recently. Oh, yeah. The demand's gotten up. They've, they've gotten better products. That's just it. Therefore, once upon a time, it was just like a hole in the ground, concrete, and like you know, cans of green beans down there. I'm sure the price swanky as hell now. He says that's why they've been able to sell so many of these. Is Essentially, what they do is they build you a whole other house underneath your house. Right. I'm looking at one. that This one I'm looking at has a great room, a living room, Jeez. dining room, three bedrooms, an in-ground pool, an arcade, and everything underneath their house. I feel like all of that, you're just like, geez, you're putting a pool down there? Like, you're kind of almost getting away from the concept of, like, well, it's going to be a survival thing. This is just like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm rich as hell. Look at what I did. Like Years worth of food. Most of them have a year's worth of rations. Sure. And a hydroponic garden to help replenish those sure. when you use those. That's amazing. And I, I'm going to have to assume a lot of, um, what do I want to say, survival gear. I'm sure I'm going to assume that there's some sort of like water filtration systems and, and air filtration systems and stuff like that that you're going to have to deal with in the case of a world war or something like when that. When you think about doomsday scenario, people, sure. you think about some dude in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, sure. with, a, with a bazooka and Campbell's soup and all that stuff. This whole business has changed now. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, if if I did have the resources, would I, I would I would think about something like this. Of course, I think you're crazy not to. But I think most people are a little short sighted when it comes to like, well, how long could I survive in the situation of not even like apocalypse, not even like doomsday. I'm just saying, like, dude, if the electrician, if if, if the electrical system across America went down, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it went down for a month, how long would no. you be able to? How long would you be able to survive? Most just, people don't make it a month. Most people don't have enough to make it for a week. Right. You know what I mean? Like most people don't make it a month. So I, I think we'd, you know, it'd be nice if we could all have a bunker with like a pool in, in it. But I think it, maybe if we all just had like a 24 pack of water down in the basement, and like, all right, well, if something happens. I've got it. You know, it's just that's that's money on a whole nother level there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I think about a panic room all the time because right. I live downtown. Right. Right. And so you never know. Things can pop off, you know. And so I just like I always think about that. Like if like if three criminals today right. this afternoon. Kick in my door. What do I do? 
I bitch out. They take everything. That's what happens. I don't have a gun in my house currently, so like, what am I going to do? Nothing. I'm, I shouldn't tell you that. There's t- plenty of weapons. Plenty of weapons. <laughs> plenty of weapons. I got it all. I got grenades. You know what I mean? But like, no, like, what am I going to do? Nothing. Um, I guess, you know, I mean. It, it, I want so, a panic room. So if you're sitting there, if you're sitting there watching your little dragon show, Sansbury <laughs> just by himself, just like, what? Dragon dude, show? Dude, you got to quit picking on Game of Thrones. <laughs> if if you're sitting there and some dude kicks down the door anyway, I mean, Sit what down, are you going to do? What are you going to do? Beat Sorry, him? man. Solitary <laughs> consumption. I like doing this by myself. You're going to beat him to the panic room? You're going to be able to, to jump up and get to the panic room before this dude shoots you if he's coming in to kill you? Dude, I clocked a solid 40 times. <laughs> oh, Okay, all right, all right. He's like a gazelle over here. So that's I'm right. super fast. Right. Long strides, baby. Long strides. We'll give you an update on uh, Steve Stevens next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Just a couple of minutes away from getting you hooked up with another $1,000. We do it every hour on Rock 106.9. Weekdays from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. With Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. Also coming up at 8.20 this morning, we'll talk to Ricky Smith, founder of uh, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. Also a brand new show premiering on the Travel Channel this evening called Yes Man. We'll find out what that's all about. And future projects. If you've never heard Ricky on the show before, you'll want to check that out. He's an interesting guy. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, New Lady Gaga, New Blake Shelton, New Metallica, all part of that. So the nationwide now manhunt for Steve Stevens continues. Uh, I just read at Fox 8 that police are still looking for him. They expect to make another announcement around 930 this morning and some updates in their search. Uh, It was just yesterday like where I had been, for the lack of a better term, I guess, duped. Somebody sent me that screenshot of uh, the description as dark white skin that's been obviously debunked now as false. Um, there are people who are passing that around. And I said this yesterday. I'll say it again today. Sometimes I just forget that losers have nothing better to do than interject themselves into what's going on by like Photoshop. Like for, for some reason, people think Twitter and Photoshop is like the way to become a celebrity now. And I guess it kind of is because they it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that was a frustrating place for Fox 8 to be as as they kind of became in the crosshairs of like, oh, you guys are these social justice warriors. And they're like, no, no that's, that's we didn't do that. Right. And obviously, it's going to be that that image is going to be shared a bajillion times. The 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 accompanying article saying that image is fake will not be shared at all. Now, there's a, another site that I've never heard of. It's called Clash Daily with Doug uh Giles, I guess his name is, and he was out there like, this is not fake, it's not satire, and like he was like, you know, hashtag pussification, and that wasn't my thing yesterday. My thing was just like, that's a weird description there, and it didn't sound accurate. You know what I mean? And sure enough, it wasn't accurate, and so that whole thing's been debunked. We have not found this guy yet. Fantone, we were talking this morning before the program started, and you think it's already over. Yeah. I do. I think this guy's you, dead. You I think do. he took his life already? There's just something about uh, you know the, the circumstances of this story where everything else has kind of been eliminated to me because if this dude really was like, dude, I'm going out on a rampage, there'd be dead bodies in the wake besides just one. You know what I mean? He, this guy would have shot people just, just boom, 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 wherever he was. Like that's you know probably true. What are you waiting for? You said you killed 13 people, but you only killed one. If he was really intending to do that, I think that would. 
would have already kind of started. Um, I, I heard the theory yesterday that, that he was trying to, you know, get into a, shoot, a shootout with police. If that was the case, would have already happened. Right. He would have just stayed at the scene and waited. Happened. Right. I think if this guy were, um, if this guy were driving around, if this guy were going to stores, if this guy were out in public, you would have already caught him. So the only thing that would make sense to me is either a he's up in someone's attic that doesn't know it right now, just lying there waiting, or b he's out in the woods, drove his car out there, shot himself in the head. See, I think if he was dead, they would have found him by now, right? Like, sooner or later, unless, I mean, I guess you could walk deep into the woods or something Plenty, like that. I mean, dude, you, you, go, you go into some, some abandoned building in an inner city, you know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, and not exactly the, the most... I just think maybe on, I don't know, I mean, I guess maybe if you're on the move, then you get spotted. Yeah, well, know? and I think the concept of being on the move, you know, 30 years ago, sure, dude, it's harder to hit a moving target, but nowadays with cameras on every single street corner, with the nation looking for you, with social media having your picture everywhere, I just feel like if you were out there at Walmart, if you were out there at a gas station filling up your car, you're going to get caught. Now, he's obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but... My guess is if he is still alive and on the move, he's probably no longer in the car. Like he's probably no yeah, longer no, in some, yeah. in that Ford car, that that, uh, that Ford that white Ford Fusion. He's probably no longer in that. They're now saying that financial turmoil played a role in this. Apparently, uh, he earned about twenty eight thousand dollars a year as a caseworker. Uh, he had twelve thousand dollars in assets against more than thirty five thousand dollars in debt. Um, apparently his debt uh, were six short term loans of about 500 each borrowed from, you know, various payday loan companies back in 2013. Those added up to about 3,200 and, uh, he had about 4,400 in student loan debt. So, you know, just under eight grand there. Apparently he made $1,700 a month. I'm rounding up. Um, so here's my question. Obviously financial turmoil plays in everything. You know what I mean? If a guy in Alliance hits his wife today, it's partially because of you know financial turmoil. So like, I'm not going to excuse anything off of financial turmoil. No, of We're all not. in that. Sure. I will say though, like, dude, you had thirty five thousand dollars in debts against twelve thousand dollars worth of assets. You make under thirty thousand dollars a year, and somebody just gave you a brand new car. Well, hey, I, I guess it's and like I said, I think I said yesterday that like obviously this dude bought this car knowing, knowing. that he's never going to make a payment on. I it, thought you were crazy to. yesterday, but reading all that, you're right. Uh, the thing, I guess, with that, and this isn't even anything to do with him, but dude, you're only making twenty eight thousand dollars a year as like a caseworker, like dealing with the most effed up things in society, and it's like, ah, dude, you can't even. It was make, special needs. You can't, can't even make a decent salary no. doing that. So those but, people get paid off. Uh, you know, obviously that. That's a completely different subject. It's just a little bit like, damn, dude, that sucks. Um, I, I think I think that th- that this and and everything that I've seen in this, if 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 you don't, if you take this story, if you take the story of the teacher that ran away with that daughter, I think people are going to see these kind of stories that people are getting away, people are not able to get caught as easily as we thought, and I think people are going to start being like, dude, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna go, I'm gone, I'm dude, you know what, I'm doing it, I'm out, and I, I think this is going to kind of like em- embolden them. I don't know. I still think most people are pussies. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, that's what keeps us in line, is that most of us are cowards. I, so I don't know about that. Well, I'm not saying like like me, John Q. Law-abiding public is going to do it, but I'm saying like criminals who are like, well, I can either turn myself in or I can keep trying to hide or I can go on the run. It's going to be like, dude, I'm going on the run right now. I'm going on it. I disagree. I don't see that happening. I think, honestly, most people get caught pretty quickly. 
Um, I, I, I think these things are rare. This is why this has caught all of our attention is because of the fact that it, it, it's been a while. I mean, it, when this story broke, we all expected this to wrap up pretty fast. That's what everybody's saying. Is, hey, yeah, they'll probably catch them by the end of the day. I mean, that's what everybody thought. You know, remember that next time you're all mad at the police department, that your expectation yesterday was is that, yeah, they'll probably catch them by the end of the night. Remember that next time you're all mad at the police department over something. Is that when stuff goes down, your expectation because of what they have provided in years past, which is wrapping up these things pretty fast, that's what your expectation is. So next time you're barking at them, just keep that in mind. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying, dude, sometimes we're a little guilty of throwing things around cops next before we really should. So we do have Ricky coming up at 820, and we do have New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. But first, let's make you $1,000 richer right now. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 at 810 on the program. That's when you get your next keyword for Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. We'll give you the next keyword, 810, 820. We'll talk to Ricky Smith from Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. Also, uh, his new show on the Travel Channel premieres this evening. Yes, ma'am. 9 o'clock's New Tour Tuesday. New Lady Gaga, new Blake Shelton, and new Metallica. Can't wait to listen to that one. It's going to be awesome. Remember six months ago when everybody was trying to tell me how good that new Metallica record is? Oh, so good. So good, the new Metallica. So good it's not being played anywhere. Biggest band in the format. Record so good being played no place. Oh, yes, Stanford. Dude, everything after the Black Album So good. Dude, everything after Kilt Mall sucked. Did you see Kirk Hammond actually came out the other day and he said the mo- one of the most important records I've ever worked on was Lulu. Like, come on. Well, I mean, dude, at some point, people know you're lying. Well, I guess when you're saying important and like, well, important to you, sure. I mean, if, if, if making a turd was important to yeah, you, I guess. Lining garbage cans, I yeah. guess, is important, <laughs> Kirk Hammett. I guess I it guess, is. I guess, but... I don't even, you know what? Lulu might be great. I don't think I've ever, I heard, I think I heard one song off. It was like, yeah, I don't even like the idea. Yeah. When it came out, I think there was, that's the, with Lou Reed, right? Yeah. There was the, there was the like, all right, well, I'll throw it in the car, see what it sounds like. And that was quickly uh, tossed out the window there. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah. That was not good there. So we'll take a listen to Metallica's new one, Now That We're Dead. Might be awesome. No, it won't. Spoiler. Okay. It won't. All right. That new Blake Shelton might be bad, too. <laughs> yeah, it could be terrible, too. Be could too. be terrible, too. Maybe the worst new Turd Tuesday ever. So I get accused on the program sometimes of, of preaching to people a little too much. Okay. And one of those things I preach about is not drinking and driving. I feel very strongly about that. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it's a worthy cause that you're preaching there. At least it's not like you... I think so. Yeah, I, well, I would like to think everyone does, I'd hope. You know, I just, you know, I think it's important. I, um, you know, that, that you learn from your mistakes and that, that other people may be able to learn from the mistakes you made versus them having to do it themselves. Right. And so one of the things that happens while I preach to you about that is I hail the services of, like, Uber and Lyft, these ride-sharing programs. Sure. Okay? Yeah. And I've been talking over the last couple of days about how, you know, that works for me, but I have female friends who tell me, you know what, I don't feel comfortable using it alone, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a different set of circumstances when it comes to a, a man and a woman being in a car alone with somebody and why you'd feel uncomfortable about that. I can, I can understand that. Um, I don't know if women worried back in the day about cab 
companies as much as they do about Uber, or if I hear about this more because there's more you know, more articles being written, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Probably a little bit of both there, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I would assume that any time that you were in the car or, you know, in a, in a, in a private, you know, place with, a, with another individual that you don't know, but I mean, like, that's probably true of, you know, like, when Enterprise comes and picks you up, there's you and another individual that you don't necessarily know in there. There's a million, you know... A, a repairman in the house. A, you, a cable you, guy. Right, exactly. You have a job interview with somebody and, you know, the boss closes the door and, hey, sit down and tell me about yourself and who knows what's going to happen in that circumstance. But, That's true. But, yeah, it does seem like these ride-sharing, you know, it, it seems like the stories are more... more They're know. being highlighted right. for sure right. and, and it seems like maybe it's... Uh, maybe there's been an uprising in this stuff. And uh, there's a Lyft driver now out of Texas that's gone viral. Okay. Shrowan, T R O J U A N, Shrojan. All right, Henderson. Mr. Henderson. <laughs> All right, Mr. let's Mr. go Henderson, with Mr. Bro. Henderson. All right. All right. He's 28 years old and he drives Lyft in Texas. Okay. And he's now gone viral over a post he made via Twitter. And he explained what happened during a recent shift in a recent ride. He said that a woman was escorted out of a hotel by two of her female friends. They, you know, called the, the you know, lift from her phone. Sure. He shows up. They walk out to the car with her. They, like, walk her out to the car, like, basically carrying her. Okay, so she's, like, she's, like, blacked okay, out. Drunk, all right, all right. Right? They handed him the keys to her apartment. Jeez. And said, drive her home, get her inside safely. Jeez, dude, that's that's asking a lot of an Uber driver. He then says, "Why don't you come with us?" Right, and I'll I'll even if you guys are willing to come with us, I'll I'll like reduce the price of your, her ride. Like I'll make this cheaper because okay. he's smart and he knows that there's a possibility of some stuff happening here. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's not unreasonable to want, I don't want to say like a chaperone in that situation, but like somebody else there as a, as, as a witness. Buffer. Yeah, I want a okay. buffer. And they decline. They didn't want to go. No, because they're still drinking. Oh my gosh, we're having so much fun. Brett's party is so much fun. Oh my God, these apple teenies are sure, amazing. Sure. I don't care if my friend gets sure. raped. Who cares? Sure. It's three for one till two. And so they don't care. So then he cancels the ride says i'm not taking her and he then goes on and posts about this he says these ladies requested lift and attempt to put her friend who is intoxicated unconscious in my vehicle all by herself hashtag sexual uh, assault awareness hashtag safety he says even though i would never rape or sexually assault this lady as a friend, that puts you in the possibility of great danger, he says in the video. Why would your friends do this to you? Yeah. He says, I was just making sure both of us were good by the end of the night. Because it's just as likely that she could be raped by a driver. What else could happen is she could then accuse him of this, and now now he's got a problem. Right, right, right. And yeah. so he didn't want to do it. Obviously, the 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 hauling around of drunk people is Uber and Lyft one hundred and one. Like that is that is essentially what you're there for. But especially when it comes to somebody being past the point of blackout, when it comes to somebody who's essentially has a lifeless body, who's who's just flopped out there. I mean, what if she died of alcohol poisoning in his car? Like even if even without bringing sexual assault into the equation, that's not necessarily something that 
you want to deal with. That's not something that you want to have to explain to police of like, hey, this is why I got a dead bitch in my car. Well, he says here what he was really worried about was he goes, I, I at first I felt like I was wrong for not giving her the ride. Yeah. And, and I could understand that. Hold on. But he's like, I can understand that. He said, I know where my heart is. I know I'm not going to do anything wrong. He right. said, but the neighbors don't know. He's like, I have the keys to this woman's apartment. I'm going to show up. He's like, I'm not a cab company. There's no logo on my car. There's right. none of that kind of stuff. I'm going to get out of the car. I'm 6'2 in black. I'm going to sling a white girl over my shoulder and then walk her into yeah. her house. Yeah. He's like, the neighbors are going to call the cops. He's like, it's just going to be more trouble than it's worth for me. And you know what? Sure. He's absolutely right about sure, that. Sure. Dude, when you make that visual, uh, yes, you do you, you got some chick over your shoulder and you're carrying her. Yeah, dude, that's a terrible visual. It really is. Yeah, it just uh, that is going to be one of those things you're definitely going to notice. And again, it's probably nighttime as you know they're escorting her sure. out of a hotel. They've had a lot to drink. He's wearing like a snow cap, like you know the thing. He's got long dreads, and you're right. You're six two black. You look like that. You have and you sling a white woman over your shoulder. People are gonna freak out. Like, yeah, they what are. are you doing with her? Yeah, yeah, they are. Especially you know they've never seen you before. Like yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. So and I mean like yes, great that this guy wasn't a a, a a a sexual you know predator, but like dude, I mean even if he was a sexual predator like you're giving him the keys to your house so you take this chick in there you throw her on her bed and you rob her blind i mean why right there's there's just a million even a little thing yeah that's just you know right, right off the end table right or right there's a million things that are just like dude why would honestly what this is really is like dude what is wrong with these friends like if this chick is passed out like this dude take some responsibility so I had lived in a in a pretty small town once upon a time, and sure. you, you like everybody knew like the Uber, uh, not the Uber drivers, but like the cab companies. There was three cab companies in the town. There was about ten total drivers. You live there a year, you know everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so there were certain drivers where if my bartenders got off of work and they decided to drink, and like we'd call a cab for them at the end of the night, they would say, "Don't send me alone with Steve. I don't feel comfortable with Steve by myself." And that's actually was Steve's name. Okay, and uh, and my brother and I. Totally got it. I was like, I'm not putting Catherine is her name. I'm not putting her this little 22 year old hot blonde chick into this cab with this guy. She's obviously inebriated. You know what I mean? And like putting it, if she doesn't feel safe then no. So I'd go with her. I'd be like, I'll go with you. And he would even say to me, dude, like nothing's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in the car. So I know for sure nothing's going to happen. You know, I, I, I guess it's just. You know, obviously Uber and Lyft, they're not the same as a traditional employer. There's no interview process. There's no logo on the car. There's no, you know, so I guess there is that like inherent trust where it's like, well, you know, you came up on this app. Therefore, you have to be a trustworthy person. You're good enough for Uber. You're good enough for me. But like, dude, I guess there's just so many situations where whether it's you're in a cab or wherever you are, like. I, God, I thank God I'm not a woman, man. Honestly, like just having to like think about this on a regular basis, like right. If 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 the if the cable repair guy comes over, is something going to happen here? Is is it, 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 that's always has to be on their minds. When the cable guy comes into my house, I think more. It's like that Seinfeld episode where, right. where you know Elaine's like, I could kill you, and nobody would know. I think about what I could do to that person and get away with versus what might happen to me by them coming in my apartment. 
You know what I mean? You're right. There is a difference there yeah. for men and women that way. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do not envy that place in life, man. I'm glad that like I can get into a car. I dude, I could, I could, I feel like I could responsibly flop you down into the back of an Uber and slam the door, pat it on the butt, and say, "Dude, take him home. He's gonna be fine." Dude, leave him on the porch. I don't care what you do with him. You, you know what I mean? But like, as, as a female, it, it, you have to look out for your friends there a little bit. Oh yeah, Lyft is for to get you home, not to get you inside. Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. Like, d- d- like. You're putting too much responsibility on the Lyft driver at that point. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to trust that person to no, pick them up. not even a little. Pick pick up that woman, carry her upstairs, no. uh, and not steal anything, not rape her. Dude, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I, honestly, and this sounds really bad. I know guys that for sure I would not let drive a drunk woman I know home. And honestly, I don't like that. I don't like knowing that. I don't like having people like that. I don't like thinking about, like, I know guys like that, and they're in my Rolodex on my phone, and I don't like knowing that. Like, there are definitely guys I know loosely. I won't call them, like, friends. It's not necessarily we'll hang out, but I, but if, like, if I ran into him at the bar, it's definitely like, hey, man, how you doing? But if a girl was like, hey, I'm drunk, and, like, so-and-so's going to give me a ride, I'd be like, nah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. I wonder if this is going to turn into any sort of an issue for this Uber driver in the sense of, well, now you're not, you're refusing service to female passengers. You know what I'm saying? And like, well, what if she's not drunk? And what if, what is the level of intoxication? I'll tell you what. I, I, it's curious to know what that happens. Let's then. say you lose your Lyft job. Yeah. It's not going on trial for a rape you didn't commit. It's not being accused of being a sexual predator when you were innocent. It's not any of those things. And I, you know, I know it's hard to find jobs these days, but I would rather have to look for work than explain my innocence. Honestly, let's call it what it is being a six foot two black man in court. I would much rather have to find work than explain my innocence over a situation like that. This guy did the right thing. More Stansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. Uh, suckers. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, new Lady Gaga, new Blake Shelton, new Metallica, all part of that. 810, you get your next keyword for Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. $1,000 up for grabs at 810. Before the break, we were talking about a Lyft driver who refused to take a woman home the other night as two of her friends poured her into the back of the cab, threw the keys at the driver, said, get her up safe, put her inside. Terrible friends. Dude. Dude, that those are bad girlfriends right now. Terrible there. friends. Like you ever like be trying to hook it up with a girl at a bar and her friends are like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta oh, go, yeah. we gotta go. Those are like even though we hate them, those are good friends. Right, right, right. <laughs> at least they're, you know, their mother henning it for a reason. I mean, it's not like it, it dude, just throwing somebody into keys and being like, yeah. take her home. Yeah. God, that's so irresponsible. No, yeah. The the drag you out of the bar, let's go, don't hook up with those guys. Those are the bitches you want on your team. We don't like it, but for your safety, that's probably yeah, what you should have. But at least nobody's being assaulted at that point. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, Don tweets in. He says, I had a very similar scenario as a driver. I was in Cleveland last Tuesday, and I was driving. had a very similar situation. So this is common. Yeah, I, I would assume it has to be. And I, I mean, like... Like I said in the conversation, is that like Uber, Lyft, and all those ride-sharing services, drunkness is a part of that equation. That's you, why it was created. Right. I mean, and, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, dude, it sucked getting a taxi cab back in the day. You'd have to stand there, and you'd have to wait. Three the, companies in the right. town, they're busy, the whole thing and, was a mess. Right. And, and, and so now that, like, you have this option available to you, I just wonder what... I mean, do do Lyft and Uber say, hey, rider or drivers, it is always 100% up to you whether you give somebody a ride or oh, not? Oh, yeah. They have to be able to deny rides, I would imagine. 
You could, I'm sure they could look at you and say, you're too intoxicated. I'm not doing that out of fear of you getting sick in the car, right? Like, like I said, though, I mean, well, so are you I don't gonna, know. Are you going to take a drunk dude? Is, is, so you're going to take a drunk ass dude? Here's the thing. Like, you might just think, yeah, well, drunk dude, what could happen? Dude, drunk guys could be physically violent, sure. and next thing you know, you could get your ass beat sure. as a driver. Now, at the end of the day, we did this story, it was two weeks ago, I think, that that, that that taxi driver in Akron that was raped by a woman at knife point. So, of course, these things can happen to anyone under any circumstances. I mean, that woman woke up next to her Uber driver last week. Yeah, dude. God, I, I guess you start throwing all these stories together we've done recently, man. It uh, It is just... I don't know if it's going to be enough to derail the concept of these ride sharers, but like, man, oh man, dude, Uber has just been getting punched in the face left and right. Well, they're creating that that all female version. I believe it's oh, already yeah. launched in yeah. like in some major markets. I think Seattle already has it, where it's like, is, is it safe her? I yeah, think, yeah, I, I think, think it's safe her, it. and it's like female only. I um I, I I've flirted with the idea and I continue to do so of like well dude you got a newer car now you live really close to an airport it would it would be such an easy you can like, do it when you want when you want to and when you don't want to and if you get bored or you're not making enough money you can just go home and 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 not deal with it but dude you keep hearing stories like this and you keep hearing things like this I'm like I don't know I don't know if I want to do it I you know I just don't think it's worth it I I just bought a new car too and I was like yeah maybe it'll help me offset pay a little bit of it and this and that but then I was just like dude I don't want drunk idiots in my car. I just don't. Right. I mean, but that's why you wouldn't necessarily have to do the Saturday night 2 a.m. run. You could do the, hey, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. I got nothing else going on. I'm going to go sit up by the airport and there's going to be business people getting off the plane who need to go to their hotel. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. you don't have to do the drunk-ass shift. You don't have to. You could. Obviously, I think that's probably where a lot of the money is, but if it was just... See, know, when I talk to those guys, because I use this stuff all the time. Right? When I talk to them, they say people are drunk in the middle of the day. No, well, sure. I mean, they sure. say it's like, that's who uses this because they need to. Like a lot of their business, at least from what I've heard here, is that a lot of the business comes from people who have lost their license over DUI issues. And they say there's been no change in the behavior and they're still drunk all day and need to well, get carted around. At least they're not driving. You know? yeah, I mean, amen. Hey, 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 amen. But do I it. don't want to deal with it is my point. It's like, I, I'm happy people will. And you know what? And if I was to lose this job tomorrow... That would be something I would do. Well, just because it's immediate, you can you right. know you you can you can make the money that you need to. I know my car is going to pass all right. of their certification now and like all that stuff. I would absolutely do it in between you know gigs. I would be like, all right, with the Agora and Uber, I could probably make it. You survive, know what I mean? Right. I could probably survive. But I wouldn't. I I, I can't willingly go into that right now just because, dude. I just want a new car. I'm not trying to have it all destroyed. You know what I mean? Next thing I know, I have bad luck, dude. Somebody will throw up in it and this and that. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I told him there are certain spaces in business where you'll always make money. If you tell women this product will lose weight, they're going to buy it. You tell men it will grow their hair or grow their penis, they're going to buy it. Right. You tell somebody this will make your golf swing better, they're going to buy it. Those four spaces, if you can create a product that people have not seen before and it promises one of those four things, you will make money. And there is something tied to... A male's ego is solely tied to his performance sexually. There's just something about it. Yeah, I mean, a huge part of masculinity is defined by sexuality. A huge part of it. And it's unfortunate. I think it's a a little unfairly one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we're getting into a weird space. Well, what makes a man a man? All these sissies nowadays. But I I take your point. I know what you mean. And I, uh, well, my thing is, is like, you can't really tie masculinity into penis size because you didn't choose that. No, you didn't. 
You know what I mean? That was a randomizer. Where at least if it was something like your physical fitness, at least you are making that decision to be a physically fit person where penis literally is just like, well, this is the one I got. You were put in a randomizer. There's nothing you can do about it. That's what it is. Yeah, dude, that smug superiority of dudes with giant dongs who are like, yeah, look at this giant penis. And and it's like, well, you didn't do anything for that. You didn't earn that. You just got that. You just got lucky. Yeah, yeah. I I guess there's a couple of other things. Some loser knocked your mom up. Right. (laughs) That's what happened. You know, I, I, I... I guess there's plenty of things that we take pride in that aren't necessarily, you know, things that we, we, we've earned, but it's, you know, penis is definitely one of those. So there's a million, like, potions and pills and extends and, like, all this stuff. Sure. You see them, honestly, on the counter at gas stations. Right. Remember when they used to be like, oh, you had to order them from a special 1-800 number? Now it's literally like, nope, they're right there. You go ahead and buy, <laughs> you go ahead and buy an extends right there. In Zimbabwe, a woman now gave her husband... A what they're calling love potion. All right. And well, had my computer just not crashed, I'd be able to tell you. Luckily, I remember. Like she had pulled again, this is Zimbabwe. She had pulled something from the genitals of some weird animal. Okay. And then mixed it in this love potion. Okay. And again, I wish this would reload so I could tell you exactly what that animal. There we go. I think I have this now. So she gives it to him because she was looking to increase sexual desire in her husband, right? She wanted, you know, a <laughs> erection for a longer period of time. All right, which is a, 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 a something you can want. I just hope she's not trying to, you know, what do I want to say, reproduce more anymore because it's like, lady, we already got 28 kids over here. What are we doing? Right. Okay. So the substance which contained, this is what it was. I'm sorry. Baboon urine. All right. And she mixed it in the love potion, baboon urine. And it ended up giving him an erection for three weeks straight. He had an erection. So much so that he started asking for sex up to seven times a day. She'd be in the middle of cooking. During church, apparently, he turned to her and like wanted to like run out of church and like go home and get it on. Okay, so you, you've got a boner that just won't quit. You've got one that's just not going anywhere. Eventually, after you orgasm like three times in a day, aren't you just like, dude, I'm, I'm spent. Even if I'm still erect, I mean, I'm just spent. Like, I can't do this anymore. No, Seven I mean, times in a goddamn day. Jeez, man. No, I, I think honestly, man, if it's if it's like that, it's like it's insatiable at that point. And you can't like I, I see because to me to me like I I think you can be erect without necessarily being like aroused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that is true. I've known guys who have taken Viagra and said, well, yeah, I mean physically, but it doesn't make me want to have sex with my wife anymore. Right, right. You know, and I, I mean, there's plenty of situations whether it's you know just you wake up in the morning with it or or whatever that case is, you have an erection, but it's not necessarily like, dude, I'm ready to go right now. Yeah, no, you still got to be in the mood for the sex. That's not just they say, actually, the doctors say that like 80 percent of erectile dysfunction is mental. Oh, sure. Is that honestly you just get it in your head and then next thing you know, it happens. There is a physical component, obviously, but that it's men mentally get themselves out of the sex game. Right. And once it happens once, all of a sudden you're questioning every further erection you have in your entire life of like, dude, is this going to happen again? This is going to be terrible. Um, uh, But, dude, we've said this, I think every. 
every single story we ever talk about with a penis where it's like, guys, just relax. You're going to be fine. She's going to enjoy herself if you just put forth a little bit of effort, if you just put forth a little bit of like, you know, care and concern for how she feels and how she's doing, you're going to be fine. Nah, he's totally lying to you. You better step up your oral <laughs> game, dude. Better step it up. Well, that counts into caring about how she feels. When you when you do things like that, when you focus on like, all right, I, I want Way her. to explain the joke away and not make it funny. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from getting you hooked up with another $1,000 with Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. Every hour, every weekday, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, we pass out a keyword, you text it in, you win 1000 bucks. Now, a lot of people always say, you know, you're always on us about distracted driving, and then you give us a texting contest. Right, you have until the top of the hour to text it. So, like, no excuses. Don't text and drive. Don't do that. Which, by the way, have you noticed that? Like, the terminology on that whole thing from law enforcement is shifting. It's all shifting. It used to be don't text and drive. Now it's distracted driving. And that's how they're going to get people to end the argument of, what about a woman putting on her makeup? What about people eating a cheeseburger? It's now being called distracted driving because that, my friends, is a huge umbrella. I can remember people making the argument of like, well, I'm just using my phone for the internet. I'm not really texting. And I'm like, well, dude, you're reading. Like, what do you, what do you mean? You're reading. You can't read and drive at the same time. Reading and driving sounds like a bad idea. It's Terrible like, idea. If you were going down 77 South right now on your way home from work <sighs> and somebody had like the novel out, War and Peace, you'd you be know, like, bro, what are you doing? Kind of concerning there. So law enforcement is shifting their terminology to distracted driving. And that's, of course, because the umbrella gets bigger. And, well, let's be honest, more tickets, more fines, more money for the city there. That one, hopefully less dead bodies. Well, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We like that one. Speaking of law enforcement, Thursday, 9 a.m., in studio, the lovely and large Labar Sharp. Apparently, he's doing something with ice cream. <laughs> he's like, yo, man, I got this event. It's called Celebrity Scooper. It's, a, go. it's got ice cream in it. You want in? And I was like, I want in. Two scoops. Two chains. So apparently that's uh that'll be Thursday evening from five to eight. We'll uh allow Lamar Sharp to come in Thursday morning, nine o'clock, spend some time with him, get an update on our city, find out what he's involved in. He's, you know, that guy's always doing charitable things. He's always helping out the city, that guy. So we'll help him out. And we'll talk to him nine o'clock Thursday morning. Obviously, we're probably gonna get roped into scooping ice cream that night for the Fanto. It sounds like you and I are gonna be out there with the scoops, getting ice cream in bowls. At least I would hope that's what that means I hope we can get involved. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I want sure. to piggyback on that. I was going to say, I'm sure it'll be more than happy to accommodate. I just want to eat the ice cream, really. 8.20 uh, this morning, we'll talk to Ricky Smith, founder of uh, Rake, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. Also got a new show premiering on the Travel Channel this evening called Yes Man. Very interested to find out what that's all about. I struggle, have struggled my entire life with fitness. Okay, I, I sometimes I'm very dedicated, sometimes I'm not, and then you know I I just you know I binge eat, and then you know then then I get real restrictive. Fantone always says, and 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 honestly, rightfully, he always says I am probably the worst yo-yo dieter you've ever seen in your entire life. So much so that I, like a little bit, I've been dieting again lately, and then last night I found myself at Erie Street smashing a pizza, and honestly, dude, the members of the program uh, audience saw me and tweeted about Jeez. it, and honestly, they were like, "Dude, was that you smashing that pizza at Erie Street?" I was like, "Yes, that totally was me." Damn it, I got caught, and uh, and so yeah, it's become a thing now where people like spectate me eating. Busted out in public, much worse than busted at home. You know, at least you can at least you can cry in, in the corner of your own home. But I mean, <laughs> right? Just sucks. sit there, wipe away the tears with the pizza receipts, the whole bit. So yeah, I was busted last night. 
And so it's very, it's hard for us. Uh, it, for us fat bodies, it's hard. And it's getting harder. And because now I'm reading, they've gone back and forth on this a million times. But they say now it's official that the best exercise you can do is run. And they say far and away, it's better than everything else. Then they say you end up living, listen to this, runners live three and a half years longer compared to non-runners. They even factored in sex, weight, ethnicity, race, lifestyle decisions like smoking and drinking. Right. Even if you smoke and drink, if you run, you live longer. Researchers from Iowa State University analyzed existing data to determine if other aerobic exercise like walking or biking had the same effects on lifespan. Turns out, no, and resounding no. They say not even close. I'm not surprised that walking doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think walking is a first step towards like being physically fit. But if that's going to be your 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 primary exercise, I'm not necessarily surprised about that. Biking, I would expect just because you're getting your heart rate up. But walking is walking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's pretty pretty low low impact there yeah i mean that's how everybody like enters in the exercise sure. arenas like yeah power walk oh what else are you gonna do i mean there's plenty of people out there that walking is a challenge enough you know what i'm saying like there's plenty of people Jeez. i mean think of think of think of think of the people you see on a day-to-day basis where it's like god dude just making it up the stairs that was a good first step that was that was in the right direction yeah that's a tough one there I um you know like I said part of the reason why I'm trying to play better golf is because I want to be able to get my walking cart back out and walk the course because it's more exercise you end up walking a couple of miles a day if you do it and that's part of it and I would much rather go to the gym though and like push heavy weights than I would sit on a treadmill and like run I hate running yeah it's tedious it's boring I mean it's bad I, on your I, knees and ankles and I'm old man and it, it, it's just one of the more uncomfortable you know one of the more uncomfortable exercises it, it, you feel like you have to do it forever you feel like it's like God dude if I don't do this for a mile plus if I don't go you know if I don't oh, go on gonna, a you know, half an hour run I mean it, it better be more than that it, even. It, I, I've, I've always heard that if you really wanted to maximize your results that you know sprinting would really be the way to go and, and just doing those in like in, in 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 kind of you know do 10 sprints then do 15 sprints and then try, just kind of try to build your way up there would be better than like just going out there and jogging for miles on an end but at the end of the day dude it's running and it sucks like it's uncomfortable it's terrible well now especially if you run indoors like i belong to the y so sometimes i'll go downtown to the eric snow and you know you use those like either the elliptical or, you know, just a, you know, a standard treadmill. The problem is now is it tells you how long you've been on it, tells you how many calories you've burned. And so there you go. And you're like, dude, I've been doing this 15 minutes. I've only burned 200. I'm getting off this goddamn thing. Yeah, of course, dude. I mean, it's an uphill battle, and people who think that they're going to exercise their way out of fatness, I mean, that's that's crazy. Like, you're right. You run for 15 minutes, you run 200 calories, and it's like, dude, that's half a banana. So I, you're, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to, to run your way out of a terrible diet or anything No, like my that. old trainer always said, he said, Stansbury, you have got to learn this. You will never out-train a bad diet. You will never do it. He would always get me on, on, on me about things I drank. Don't drink your calories. You'll never out-train a bad diet. And, you know, he just was like, dude, you just, you just got to learn that. He's like, you, he's like, if you go home and eat pizza, it doesn't matter how much you work out. It does not matter. He's like, it's 85 to 90% of it is all diet. If you get your portion control under, and that's the problem. I just can't do it. I'm good for four days. And then after that, I'm like, ah, I could have this. And then it's just a mudslide. 
Oh, mudslides. And then it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's what happens. It's like, oh, well, that kind of sounds good. Like, I ate pizza last night. And then in my mind, I just kind of give up. I'm like, well, I might as well eat a cheeseburger today. Might as well have that tomorrow. Might as well have that. It's awful. And if running's the way to get it, I'm never going to be thin. Ever. I just, I like I said, I'd rather push weights all day than run anywhere. Let's get you hooked up with $1,000. We'll do it right now. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where at 9.10 you can win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Every hour, every weekday, 6A to 9P, we give you a keyword, you text in, you win money. It's a pretty good system, basically bribing you to listen to the radio station a little longer. We could put better programming on. Nope. Pass out some cash. That's easier. So we'll do it again. 9.10 this morning. Happy once again to bring a very good friend of the program back on the air with us. You may hear me talk about this guy a lot. His name is Ricky Smith, and he founded uh, the organization Rake, which is Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. If you're unaware, check out the uh, hashtag via your all your social networking sites. And to quickly explain it, it's basically pay it forward is essentially what that is. Ricky, my man, good to have you back on the air with us, buddy. What's going on? What's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you absolutely perfectly. You missed a great tie-in there. We're giving away, giving away now, and then we're giving away money at nine. <laughs> Come on, Dan. All right, Come right. on, man. Like I said, we could put better programming on, but no, we'd rather just bribe people. Way to point that oh, out to my man. boss, who's definitely listening right now, and be like, dude, we'll just, let's just hire Ricky. <laughs> let's just hire Ricky. Hey, I'm trying to get my hands in everything, man. I'm, I'm trying to be uh, everywhere do. to everything and everybody. You do. But no, first, first of all, thank you guys. Um, it's been about three years now that we've been hanging tight. Yep. Um, congrats on everything, your success. Um, I like to I like to think that I'm getting all the success I'm getting directly because of you guys. I feel like Hollywood and people in LA listen to the show, and I got my TV show and Travel Channel tonight directly because of you guys. So I'm going to give you guys a percentage. Look at of you my not check. missing the tie-in opportunity. <laughs> Look at you not missing it at all. Well, so I, let me tell you what I hate about your statement. So the guys in Hollywood are listening to the program, and you're the one that yank out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? So you do. Well, have... no, go ahead. No, well, you know, I, I look better um, culturally right now. I'm kind of in. I don't want to read too much into that, but uh, America needs me right now. You're very well spoken, and, and, and America Articulate. appreciates that. Yeah. Articulate, yeah. yeah. Articulate. I speak good. I speak good. That's what we say. I speak good. I speak good. You do. So I'm very interested in your new show premiering on the Travel Channel tonight. What time does it air tonight on the Travel Channel? 11 11 p.m. again for your late birds, uh, 2 a.m. But you know travel. They play things over and over. So the course of the week, it'll be on about four or five times. But tonight, 11 p.m. premiere, I'll be live tweeting, interacting, probably giving out my phone number. Uh, probably watching it by myself and full of tears, open mouth crying, not going down my nose, that type of thing. A little emotional for me because, I mean, you know, this is just a path I've been here. Um, Travel Channel reached out. They, they liked my cross-country tour. They thought, you know, this is crazy. This guy does 50 cities, 30 days. Da-da-da, he can't say no. He can't ask for anything. And they go, we're going to do a show about it, but let's take the kindness part out. Yeah. I go, well, that's TV. <laughs> that's TV. And so here's the thing. Yeah, people might not know. So you started Rake, which is Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, and your thing was like once upon a time you were homeless, living in your car. I was living in my car. My car got repossessed. A friend convinced me to live on her couch. I got a bike. My bike got stolen. 
and kind of screw you to God in the universe. I, I had 20 bucks left of my name. I bought pizzas for homeless people. I bought four Little Scissors pizzas for five bucks, hand them out to homeless people. Uh, eight other people started doing them other cities. The next day I got my writing gig on Black Dynamite on Adult Swim. So I was like, okay, God, okay, universe, I got to keep going. Right. And it just kind of progressed into this thing where I just got addicted in helping people. I'm not a saint. I don't want anybody to, 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 to put me on this greater than thou. I'm just a regular dude who, you know, just, just got to that point where it was either sink or swim and, 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 and just the progress to, to where we are right now. So for me, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a pilot. If the show gets picked up, great. It's the number one show in America. I'm competitive, great. But for me, I mean it's for real from, from you and you guys there and anyone who's ever followed me. Tonight at 11 p.m. to me is the, you know what, you can do anything if you put your mind to it and you have a little bit of faith and determination. For me at 11 o'clock, that's it. Like I reached the pinnacle of what I want to do in life. I mean it. Yeah. Went to Hollywood. I didn't know anybody. Um, I mean, of course, people helped me out. I have a manager. I still don't have an agent. I didn't know what I was doing. I literally tell you the story. My mom and dad supported me even when they know where they were supporting. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just thought I was funny. Some people, you know, said that I, I had a background that I could do this if I really pursued it. And I went all in. And and for me, it wasn't just me. I, I tweeted and posted, you know, when, we, when they gave me the air date, that we did it. And right. I truly mean you that. Did. I, I truly mean that, yeah. that we did it. Yeah, and you do. You I, You are pretty well grounded that way. And you are starting to get a little success. And you do have your show, Yes Man, premiering tonight. And people may not know, yeah, you helped write Black Dynamite. You uh, you also <laughs> helped write, what was it, Joe Dirt 2, right? You don't like talking about that one a lot. <laughs> you don't like talking about that one a whole lot. But you did help write that. And um, I really like what's happening to you right now. But I worry about you, Ricky. And Here we go. Because Here I, we go. No, no you, I, I've paid very close attention to you. Because I feel like I can learn things from you. And, and yeah. honestly, and... I respect you because I can give $20 away today, no problem. But I don't know if I could give my last $20 away. So I respect you on a level that I may not respect some other people. But I worry about you for this reason. You have been chasing not one but two things the entire time I've known you. And I suspect, yes. and I suspect much longer than that. You were once married and divorced, but I hear you talk about three things the most. You want sushi, you want TV shows, and you want a wife. And I worry that you've now maybe done this in the wrong order. Because now you got TV shows on the air, Ricky. And wife candidates are just going to just start coming out of the woodwork now. And I worry, dude, you're going to end up with some showbiz wife who's going to take advantage of your goodwill nature. And you're just going to end up flat broke again. <laughs> dude, I worry. <laughs> I'm worried like, about you, that, bro. Isn't that deeply down the side the American dream? To go broke Do something over well a enough life? in life to get groupies. Well, and just nope. keep okay. keep trading up, keep trading okay, up. It's going to cost right. you money every single time. You're but right. if you keep trading up, the concern though there is is you know wife candidates show up, but they're not wife material, so that's valid. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Almost being because he's forty, I'm not forty. I'm not close to forty, but because he's forty, my options are really at this point a woman who will want me for my success, and I want her for her twenty one year oldness. I love you. That's fair. Oh, shoot. Wait, this is live. You are, <laughs> okay, let's check that. You are my spirit animal, Ricky Smith. You are my spirit animal. So No, talk- life is good, man. Life is good. It is weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It is weird. I have literally, literally, it's a phrase. I have cousins coming out the woodwork right. that I, am, I didn't even know I had. 
Yeah, dude, when you get success, people want to want to piggyback on it. I've always said about you. I like you as a person, but I feel like you're skyrocketing. I said two years ago, I feel like you were skyrocketing towards success, and I just want to be standing near you when it happens. I've always said that. I've always been like, dude, that guy's but, on a fast track, and I want to be part of it. I want to buy but, in. But you guys did it correct. Like You guys were there, even though you guys were like, I'm a funny guy, support it. You guys like in the answer, like being all jokes aside, I, I'm very, very, very private. It, it looks like I'm not. But social right. media, that's the thing about social media. You put out there what you want to. You yeah. guys know me. I, I've hung out with you guys in downtown Canton eating sushi every time I come. I'm actually mad I'm not there now just because of time and doing these interviews and stuff. Like, my entourage is small. My sushi alone is by myself. So that's true. The one thing I honestly, CeeLo has a great quote. Uh, back when he was uh, with, with Goody Mob, when he was a rapper, it said, I kind of like being poor. At least I know what my friends are here for. So things went in an order that I actually know who my circle is. When you guys would put me on air just being the kindness guy, you guys are in. Congratulations. If you had like applause track, welcome. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, everybody yeah. else, everybody else is kind of like, eh. So people might not like, know. Well, like, uh, so I'll, let me run people through this because they might not know how I stumbled across you. And it was Twitter. It was a buddy of mine who followed you, and at back then your Twitter handle was drunk ass Rick, and you were just some. Dude. Which, which, by the way, which, by the way, he makes an appearance because the good thing about this show not being Rick related, I get to be really, really me again, which yeah, is fun. But are you are you worried? So, are, anyway, I had heard about your thing, and then I had done it. Went on a radio show I was doing, talked about how I had done it. You had heard about it through a mutual friend, and then I brought you into the studio. That's how you and I got together. Are you right. now worried? That your two brands, now that they're both going national, because Rake is really taken off. I mean, Random yeah. Acts of Kindness is everywhere now. That yeah. whole thing is massive. Congratulations. And now you've got you. the TV show going. And like you said, the TV executives are like, yeah, let's keep this more about the traveling and you being in the different cities and experiencing the cool stuff and maybe not so much about the kindness. Are you worried that the, some of the TV, the way TV, you know, EPs, executive producers want to portray things, are you worried about there being negative? backlash for your rake movement through the tv show not at all I, i'll tell you this man being being honest it's funny because you're the only one i've i've done about 20 interviews in the last week and nobody's you're asking, you asking me like real questions yes because i'm good at what i do ricky um, damn right I, I know i know i know <laughs> um the cool thing is is i get first right to, to watch the show and i wouldn't have done oh. the show had it been something but take rake out of it take rake out of it though okay. like completely i would have done anything to make me look stupid like I've been blessed that you you know this. You've been down and out, and you you come back and success. And yeah. once you once you come back, you're like you know what you can't like. I don't need it. You got it in a bad way. I want people to watch. I want the number one show. I want to be the new man versus food on the show. But it's not like the end of the world for me. Like if I've already been beat. Like when you get your car repossessed when you're living in it, there's nothing that could be done to me at this point. You know what I mean? Like that's a fair like, point. Eh, yeah. Eh. So I love the show. We reached out. A bunch of other people reached out about some stupid shows. I'm like, eh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'll just sit right here and hang out and, 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 and wait till something fun comes. Like I said, for me tonight at 11 o'clock really is it. Um, I'm pitching two other shows. We just pitched to NBC a show like three weeks ago. Like those are things that me are just cool. If it happens, okay. If it doesn't, it's like, it's like, no, that's not a good one. I was, yeah, I was not really going to tell you. It's not like. No, it's just. It's not like they're mutually exclusive ideas. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's the right. kind of, it's not like you're doing no man where you're just sitting around being a dick to people and telling them no. <laughs> well, you can't get any of this. Here's actually the thing about that. I'm I'm thinking about doing an urban rebuttal 
to Yes Man called Nah, bruh. And so they tell me to do stuff, and I'm like, Nah, bruh. But it's a really short show. It's like three minutes. I want to like, know you. We're going to have you shark uh, dive. I'm like, <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Nah, bro. We go to commercial break. So nah. we got Yes Man on Travel, maybe like BET or maybe some urban you know, outlet, but nah, bro. But even on this, being, being real, being real I, with both of you guys. I love you, man. For example, the pilot, the pilot, I'll tell you this, the pilot was supposed to be shot in Cleveland. Really? And it was all based around me going to Cedar Point doing roller coasters. True story. And they had the film crew. They bought their flights. And I was like, I don't do roller coasters. They knew this from the get-go. So they were like, oh, you know, we're going to see the point. We bought it out for the day. You'll do this. And I was like, I don't do roller coasters. They're like, oh, it'll be funny. Like, you scared. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, we don't have a TV show then. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm not doing it. So they were like, well, okay. L.A. it is. We're doing everything in L.A. So to that point, like, I mean, like I said, I'm older. I'm not as thirsty as maybe if I was 22 or 23. Right. Even this show, to be honest with you, um, it had been in the works for about two years. And for me, it was like anything. You you know these things. You get these these Hollywood people tell you things and this and that. You just Hurry put them on the back wait. burner. If it happens, cool. If it doesn't, okay. Hurry up and wait is how that whole game is played. You yeah. know what I mean? Hurry yeah. up, get so to the interview, like, and then you wait six months for the answer. It's just how it works. Exactly. exactly. Well, even tonight, to be honest with you, it's a pilot. Um, it's a good chance it gets picked up. But I, Zimmerman's first show on Travel Channel, I think it took him a year and a half for them to actually air it. Really? Andrew yeah. Zimmerman? Really? That's interesting. Yep. I didn't know that. If you're just joining yep. us, we're uh, we're talking to Ricky Smith, founder of uh, Rake, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. He's also got a TV show premiering tonight on the Travel Channel, 11 p.m. It's called Yes Man, where he try- kind of travels the country, and you're not allowed to say no to stuff, um, which sounds very interesting. Now, I will tell you well, this. The- you are a little lucky in this regard, that you've landed a TV show, and most guys in that situation, men or women, most things they would have to think about is putting their family on easy street. But for those of you that don't know Ricky all that well, he's actually the black sheep of the family. Like all of your, <laughs> like your sisters just straight kill it. They have great jobs. Like, like right. They're doctors. Aren't your like nieces and nephews like brilliant. And like, oh, they're like, yeah, I have, a, I have a niece in Northwestern now, like killing the engineering. Like right. my nephew, like my, my one nephew is a big time actor in Atlanta. Like I'm literally just like, even the day that the, the, the premiere came out, the date, my sister got this huge promotion. Like she's right. in Omaha, like the, the the general counsel for Union Pacific, probably one of the top female lawyers in the world. So I'm just like, do 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 do. Just got this pilot here. Just, I um I I have I've been around. lucky enough to meet your parents, and I will say this: you come, Ricky, from fantastic stock. Like you get you you can tell they they're just grounded people who raised all of you right. They, I mean, there's no way all of you ended up nailing it in your fields without that being good parenting. There was guys. Good- let me let me tell you what I have to do. I'm 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 gonna watch the premiere at their house. So I'm hanging out their house all day today. In about an hour, actually, I was supposed to do it now. I have to go cut the grass. <laughs> they're making you cut like, the grass. Literally, I have to cut the grass in an hour. Like it, it is, it's like that first cut of the year type of cut. Where you like cut it, you lift the lawnmower up a little bit, you cut some more, lift the lawnmower up, like, and they like we want the grass in a bag. So yes, man, Travel Channel, Rake, McDonald's commercial, da da da. I'm cutting right. the grass in an hour. You got a national McDonald's commercial running too. I forgot about that, man. You're everywhere these days, Rick. I'm very happy for you, buddy, um, because I think Rake was important. 
It inspired me. Like, I had just, what had happened is I had been down and out and then just recently got rehired. I heard the story and I was like, you know what? When I had this job last time around, I probably did not show the world appreciation for it. Probably didn't do a good enough job of that. And so not to have it happen again, I've kind of changed my direction there. You know, I do the show with Fantone, who's wildly charitable, constantly involved. I love that guy. He's yeah. my favorite. On the low, he's my favorite person like in the world. He Thanks, doesn't know dude. that. I don't want to creep him out, but he no. really is my favorite person. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Thank dude, you. Dude, I've seen Ricky's Rolodex. You're not even close. <laughs> close dude, he's just, he's just being nice. He's just being <laughs> no, nice. Oh, he is. But no, yeah, well, honestly, it, it, yeah, he could be. He's, you know, he's, you know, I, Outside of the weird sex stuff, he's next up for sainthood for sure. Fans. Okay, oh, yes. did I did I not? I had a great time. I came to speak to the kids. Yeah, they yeah. still messaged me. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it, he is involved in a lot of great stuff, fans. And, and I certainly want to uh, extend the invite to you again. I know you've got a lot of things going on, but uh, dude, Here, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about uh, quote unquote being a celebrity. I guess. Yeah. Um, two, there's hey one, there's no manual, so like there's no. There's no like blueprint. Two, everyone should assume I'm really busy. I, I'm really not at all, which <laughs> makes it even more lonely than I was before. It's like oh, asking a hot chick on a date. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, dude, right. I'm sure she's already got a boyfriend. Right, buddy. Like this woman that. at the bar yesterday was like, "Can I buy you a shot?" No, I was you like, buy me yeah. four. Right. He's Absolutely. Like, okay. And I was like, all right. So- uh, I have another. Thank you. I have another. So I, I know you're doing a ton of interviews for your show tonight, Travel Channel 11 p.m. called Yes Man. I know you're doing a ton of interviews for this, right? And I've already asked you one question. Nobody else has asked you, and I'm going to ask you another. All right. Oh God. And I oh, hope. That, and okay. I hope this doesn't make you uncomfortable. But okay, here we go. But you've been out there on the road now years. Now telling yeah. people like random acts of kindness, help other people out, do something for somebody who cannot help you, right? And now yeah. you're about to cash in on TV money. At, right at what point does because this is how people are now no matter what you do it won't be enough and so at yeah. what point does the rake twitter audience say to you bro you're gonna keep that money from from, from the travel channel what we're not gonna put that back into the, the community we're not gonna give it away like you're t- like right like there's gonna be people who are going to now take a magnifying glass over your finances right you're really about to hate this answer and it's funny, it's the longest you've ever gone without calling me my nickname you gave me. But Jesus, you are the black Jesus, dude. I, I've said it for, I've said it a million. Dude, and that's how um, Jesus would come back to the earth now. He would come back as Kendrick Lamar. That's exactly how it would happen. <laughs> You're Kendrick Lamar Jesus, dude. I swear to God. The plan now, the plan now is to even put more money into Rake and to use my celebrity status to do golf events and tournaments and, that you never and, and speak an engagement and, and literally give it all right back. So even when I when I shoot or air, it's to raise money East City to, to do even more. There's a rake show that I'm actually writing. But to answer your question, to the naysayers, it'd be like, no, I'm actually giving even more money. I just did my tax returns, and the lady literally couldn't stop laughing. She's like, there's no way you just took all your money and just invested it back into a nonprofit. And I was like, I have to because it's not mine. Look, man, I'm I'm wearing old navy jeans and like a sweatshirt that I like had from like like undergrad, which is like 40 years ago. I'm basic, man. Like that's what I'm saying. You know this firsthand. I I, I don't want to put you out. Like we like nice things, but for the most part, I don't need much. Right. I'm simple. I like to travel. That is my thing, though. I am. You're lucky is, that way. Okay. If you want to, if you want to hear a funny one, so I I, I vacation now. Uh, probably once. I try to do once a month. Try to do once once. But the funny thing is. I'll be like, hey, uh, I'm in D.C. People will literally show up in my hotel ready to rake. 
And I'm like, mm, I'm no. just on vacation on a date, dude. I'm on the like, beach, bro. Oh. Right. I, I always think it's they, it's hilarious how people look to you like, dude, how do I be kind? Help me help me be kind. And it's like, dude, just be nice. Like you have every opportunity. Shake somebody's I, I, hand, you, Dick. You, you'll do like a you'll do like a lunch bag event up in Cleveland or whatever, and people are like, Oh, dude, hey, get at me next time you do one of those. And it's like, no, just put a lunch together and hand it out the window, and there you go. My, you did it. my favorite, and I probably seem like a jerk to these people. They give me these long lists of like what they want me to do, like we should do this. And I'm like, Well, you do it and let me know how it goes. And they go, Oh. <laughs> oh, you're right, because people want to see you do things versus oh. do that themselves. So, Ricky, one of the things, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ricky Smith, founder of Rake, and also uh, has a new show on the Travel Channel tonight, 11 p.m., called Yes Man. So, one of the things I love about you, Ricky, as a born and raised Clevelander, as I know you are, that you're nationwide, and yet you scream about how much you love Ohio, no matter where you are, you're that guy. You just rep Ohio. So... You're a huge sports fan. So let me ask you this question. I know a lot of the national media won't ask you. Are the Cavaliers going to win the national championship this year? Okay. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to answer this twofold. Somebody actually asked me a really good question I thought you were about to ask, which is a great question. They said on the level of uh, Cavs win it all or yes, man, what was bigger? What do you think my answer was? Uh, the Cavs winning it all was bigger for you. By, by far, not even close. Cavs yeah, winning it all. Um, I'd be lying if I said that I thought we would win when we were down 3-1. Right. So I'm not betting against this team. So to answer your question, like, on the record, I would say I don't think we're going to win it all. But I know we're going to win it all because this is what we do. This is what LeBron does. But we're so spoiled. Like, I have uh, I went to to the first two games. Like, we don't care until we're in the finals. Like, usually we're just like, we're happy to be here. We're happy to talk. Now we're like, oh, like the Indians. Like, are we going to win it all this year? Right. Um. I'm just happy to be there, man. Like it's it's it, it it every day, and I know Ken Akron in your area. Like every day, it literally hits me in the face. Like LeBron James, we have the best player in, in the, the world. world, right? At his current prime, you know. Sometimes we'll get guys like 49 years old, one leg. You know, Kai Hoskovy esque uh, guy comes back, wow, and, and plays like we have the best player in the world doing the best things, never in trouble, never whatever. Like that's our guy. And, like, to me, that's, like, he, for me, honestly, is, like, the biggest inspiration in the world. Like, he doesn't have to be here. Like, let's be honest. Uh, we love Cleveland. I'm the Cleveland guy. You guys love, you know, Northeast Ohio. That guy was in Miami. Right. In Miami. No state tax. And he came back. No state tax. Like, oceans, beaches, hot chicks everywhere. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. It is. Ricky, so I... For- Ricky, I love you. I, I'm sorry, man. I'm up against the clock. You, dude, you know you have an open door policy with me. Whenever, just let me know next time you want to come on. I'll be happy to book we're, you. We're Not golfing tomorrow. next. We're golfing next. We're golfing next. Yeah, golfing. you you always say that, yet you keep ducking me. You keep ducking me. No, because me. you you golf in 12 degree weather. Like let's be real. <laughs> I'm. I'm- I'm, a, I'm 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 out here, but I'm not that white. I'm 70, not even white. Seventy four today, bro. Get your clubs and come on down. Quit ducking me. Ricky can be found on the Travel Channel tonight. Yes, man. Eleven p.m. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you. Love next you time. guys. Love you guys. Love you, man. Win yourself a thousand dollars. Nine ten on the Stansbury Show. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock one zero six nine. Online for you. WRQK.com. If you missed Ricky Smith on the program earlier, you'll be able to podcast that shortly after ten a.m. WRQK.com. Tuesday at 9, so we always do New Tour Tuesday here. You'll also get hooked up with $1,000 here shortly. If you're new to the program, this is the way it works. We play songs from all musical formats, and then we judge them. Normally start with like the pop end of the world, 
Today's episode shall be no different as one of the biggest stars on the planet, Lady Gaga, had premiered a new song at Coachella, and I believe we actually have that version, right? Is that the version? I believe it's the studio. Is yeah. this studio? Okay. All right. This is her new song called The Cure. Lady Gaga, new album coming out, going on a world tour soon. I'll address you cause you're tired, cover you as you decide. When you fall asleep inside my arms, may not have the fancy things, but I'll give you everything you could ever want. It's in my arms. So baby, tell me yes, and I will give you everything. So baby, tell me yes. And I will be all yours tonight So baby, tell me yes And I will give you everything hmm. I will be right by your side If I can't find your I'll fix you with my love No matter what you know I'll, I'll fix you with my love And if you say you're okay I'm gonna heal you anyway Promise I'll always be there Promise so Gaga there. I think she's kind of pushed herself in a different direction vocally. Doesn't necessarily sound like her. Right. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't not sound like her at points, but this part in particular, I feel like she's just kind of trying to If you would have played this for me, not told me, I wouldn't have guessed Lady Gaga right there. When I first heard it, what I thought is I was like, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like Lady Gaga. And the chain smokers. You know what I mean? It sounds like, okay, we're we're doing a song, we're gonna bring you in for this part, but right. it doesn't necessarily sound like it's her pro- her product. Yeah, that's not the way to get me to like anything. Don't add the chain smokers to anything. I know they're all the rage right now, but I just don't personally get it. Close your eyes, I'll sing your favorite song. I wrote you this lullaby. Hush now, baby, don't you cry. Anything you want could not be wrong. You know, her whole thing is that she was like weird, right? Sure. And like Madonna had that too. Sure. And so they, they have that in common. And what I'll say about both, and they have this in common too, is that when you have the ability, you can be weird. Like when you're weird just for the sake of being weird, then you would get exposed and then people are like you're a gimmick. Yeah, there's some people who embrace weirdness like that makes you quality. And those are two completely separate things. Right. Like like something can be rare and unique and still be garbage. The audience will allow weird if the if the content is great. You'll like you'll overlook certain things and you'll be like, okay, yeah, the meat dresses, but the songs are all hits. And you'll like allow for weirdness as long as the content is good. Be wrong. So baby, tell me yes. And I will give you everything. So baby, tell me yes. Yeah, it's that upper register she's getting into just isn't her yeah. normal sound. It's just a little different. Not bad, but right. a little different. That's her sound. Yeah, right there. That, yeah. New Lady Gaga, The Cure. It's a winner of the. It's a winner of a, of a chorus right there. 
Necessary bridge, but yeah, I didn't get that. There's New Lady Gaga, The Cure on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. There, fans, don't give me the vote on that one. Not a turd. Um, I, uh, I, I, I was sitting there Saturday night, um, and my girlfriend's like, "Oh my god, babe, you have to hear this New Lady Gaga. She just debuted at Coachella." And it, dude, honestly, even on the phone, I was like, "Okay, this sounds like a good song. I think it's a winner of a chorus." Um, I, uh, I, I cannot wait to go to this Lady Gaga concert when it rolls through Cleveland. Already got the tickets. Already got the hotel. Already making the whole damn thing happen. So I'm not a third right there. I agree with you that it's a money chorus, and I always say this about certain songs, that parts of songs can make them hits when they should not be. I think that chorus is good enough to make that song a hit. Overall, I don't think it's all that great, but it will do very well for her. I have to vote not a turd for Lady Gaga. Not a turd! Brand new Blake Shelton, after we give you $1,000 now. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, where you played you the new Lady Gaga for New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Also should make you aware that your next opportunity to win $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay happens at 1010 with Fishhead. He'll give you the next keyword, 1010. We do it every single weekday, every hour, 6 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock at night. Pretty good there. Lots of money up for grabs. Moving into the country selection... For a new tour Tuesday, we have brand new Blake Shelton, and the song is called Every Time I Hear That Song. Blake, not one of my favorites in the country music. A weird start there. It almost sounds like... Like children's music. Yeah, like getting played on a kid's guitar is what yeah. I was going to say. Really weird, dude. Sounds like he's getting played on like a Casio. How fast it all flies away. I don't know what it is about a goodbye kiss that makes you wanna stay. We were crazy, then we were over. We were breaking up, making love a runaway roller coaster. This, let's 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 not stand in people's front lawns Oof. uninvited. Let's not do that. Yeah, that's a bad breakup move. That's not going to go well. I know Tyler Farr did that in Redneck Crazy. He was like, I'm sitting on the hood of my truck, shining my lights into your bedroom window while you're banging that new dude. It's like, well, you're going to jail for all of that. As well you should. <laughs> you're going to jail for all of that. It also should be pointed out 
that Blake Shelton is on a TV show that has captured the nation, and it has for years now, called The Voice. I don't understand it anymore. And the guy does not have a great voice. He makes good songs. Oh, great. He's not my favorite. But he's made hits. Oh, yeah. And and he's made paint-by-number hits. And, I mean, you can knock him if you want to, but they're still hits. You know what right. I mean? Like, sure, yes, you can say, oh, well, dude, you could tell nobody, you know, somebody else wrote it, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. They're hits. So, but we've said it a million times. You don't have to be a great singer to be a great Front man. Performer. Right. right. So, and, but is Blake Shelton like a great? But, you know, what but else to put him on to? the voice is my thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, sure. Make a couple of number one country hits. Yeah. I mean, I guess Pharrell's on that too. And does he really have a great voice? I don't know. He's more of a hit maker. Miley Cyrus is on that. Does she really have a great voice? I don't know. She's just kind of a hit maker. Yeah, they're all kind of that way, yeah, right? Uh, I mean, is, is Adam Levine still on that show? He had a decent voice. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think Adam Levine has like a. Damn voice. Like, he doesn't have one of those. I don't know who all the judges have been, but is Christina Aguilera the best voice that's been on that show? I would say so. At least, at least, in like, from what I can remember, it seems like she was the, like. I'm pulling from memory. I don't watch the show. So I'm pulling from memory. And yeah, out of all the names we've listed so far, that would be the biggest. Right. I mean, it's it's not like she has, like, a Mariah Carey or a Chris Cornell voice. When you hear it, you're just like, damn. Right. None of those people do. Yeah. Back to Blake Shelton every time I hear that song. Even that sounds overproduced. That ooh. Yeah, it does. You know what's crazy is that normally I'm like, yeah, the chorus isn't so bad, I'll get through it. But it's the verses of this song that are way better than the chorus. It's crazy. This whole thing just sounds overproduced to me. Like that's, I think it's the issue I have with it. Here's, what, here's what's crazy, though, is, like, this guy's got the magic touch, though. Like, even though I might not like something, when he puts it out, his fans eat it up. His stuff always skyrockets to the top. All, like, those national country shows always bend over backwards to book him again because of the voice show and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, he'll, this will be successful. Well, you know, I think there's just an associated success when it comes to being a superstar of that genre where it's like, dude, of course we're going to give you your your spins because it's country radio and there's going to be a new number one song within the next ten weeks and who, who gives an F about this? Like, it, it, yeah, when you have a name in country, dude, you, you, you have hits in country you do yeah you really do you get fast track to hitville also the best songwriters want to write songs for you yeah this just seems so uninspired to me like i know a copy of a copy of a copy but like god yeah dude. but i mean welcome to songs right. i mean everybody's kind of got that but you're right that whole like i you know music does you know pull the memory strings
you start thinking back on stuff, but you could have done a better version of that than this. Right. Every time I hear that song, I'm still oh, ready for the lasers to go out over the crowd through that. Cell phones in the air. Hands in the back pocket of that chicky Dayton since eighth grade. Oh, man. Tamarine there at the end. Gets worse at there at the end. Fantone, I already know, but give me the vote, buddy. It's a turn. I mean, honestly, like, that song kind of was, I think, a perfect embodiment of, like, all the gripes against country music nowadays. Way overproduced, dude. It sounded like it sounded like the, he had almost had, like, a vocal box with him and, like, you know, that T-Pain style or that Zap style where it just sounds like a computer's coming through. Um, really uninspired. Just felt like, dude, you're just doing this just because you know you have to do it. And, uh, dude, that was that was a turd. It was not a very good song. I have to agree. I'm going to vote turd there. It's a turd. I know it'll be all over the country stations. I know it'll chart. I know all that stuff. But that can't always be the sign of successful. Like, it, you, you got to weigh it in. But it can't, can't be the only factor there. Yeah, Blake. Now, again, I'm bringing some of my personal, like, opinions into this, too. I've, you know, I'll show you my bias. I'm just not the biggest Blake Shelton fan. I, you know, I, I like a lot of that bro country stuff. Not the biggest fan of his. We will play the biggest band in the world. They have a brand new song Metallica does called Now That We're Dead. And you'll get it next on Rock 106.9. Oh. It's a turd or not. New turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Doing New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. Or you played you the new Lady Gaga. We both voted not a turd on that. And then plays you the new Blake Shelton. Every time I hear that song, we both voted turd on that. Overproduced, sounded like it was played on kids' instruments. Yeah, it was not good. That was a very weird song. It was not good. Yeah, I didn't love it. Now again, I don't I don't usually like a lot of Blake Shelton songs either. So. Somebody tweeted in and I saw um uh Blake Shelton uh with a mullet yes, Blake Shelton NBC no. Is there a, is there a big difference there? Is, I mean, was Blake, you know I guess dude back in the day he had um like he he did, he had like a power mullet. And actually I think okay. his songs were worse then. Really? Yeah. Okay. Old Red okay. about some stupid hunting dog from sure. prison and like that was like awful. And then there was some song he had where like it was all about a chick calling his like answering machine and it's like if it's you, I Austin, I still love you and like all that right. whole thing was not that I don't know. I thought Mullet Blake was as bad as New Blake, personally. All right. All right. So it's like an early episode of Seinfeld where you're just like, Whoa, dude, things that were not going well here. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. you had to hit your stride a little bit there. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, do people love that old stuff of his? I'm, you know, I, I mean, Austin, I guess, was all right, but like old red is just, ugh, ugh, just did not like that at all. 
Uh, I did take this from the audience. Wasn't no, dude, why even put the new Metallica on? You're just going to slam it. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point of the feature. That is New Tour Tuesday. Yeah. That, that is kind yeah, of the point of the feature. Do. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily for me. Um, some of you are going down with the Metallica ship. I can't for the life of me figure it out. But uh, but some of you seem to want to. And maybe people haven't heard this song yet because, like I had predicted, the album wasn't that much of a smashing success that most people don't even know it's out anymore. But they're trying to get this new song played. It's called Now That We're Dead. Let's take a listen to that. Obviously, these are very familiar sounds, but it's all right. I mean, like, all right. Right. Okay. That's about where I am. Right. It's all right. It's okay. God, remember when every song took forever to start? Oh, my God. Do you want it to get right? I mean, dude, I know I always do this, but that was very formulaic. Like all the other stuff, everybody tells me you don't want. Now, right, and everybody always makes that gripe, and I think what you're trying to do is point out the hypocrisy there. But like, you don't mind it in country music. Why do you mind it when Metallica does? I it? mind it that they mind it. I'm not mad at Metallica for it. I'm mad at the fan bases who try to tell me that the stuff they like is superior because it doesn't do this. It's not, I don't care. Dude, I know the band's got to do it. I've worked in this industry 20 years. I know how radio works. I know how getting songs played works. I, dude, I take issue with the audiences who are pretending because you like something that it's not exactly like the stuff that you don't like, but it is exactly like that. It's just being hidden by crunching guitar riffs. So you think it's cool. But the songwriting's the same. It's all formulaic. I always say this. Songs are X amount of minutes long. You got to repeat the chorus twice. How good do you think the rest of it's going to be? Right. my dear we can be together now that my dad were dear we can live forever formulaic paint by numbers easy writing lazy ass writing the way you bitch about everything else coming from what i was told is the biggest band on the planet this record's so damn good and yet chock 
full of the stuff that you hate in every other music format. If they're all the same, and I agree with you that, like, yeah, I mean, songs are written as songs, is it enough to, like, well, dude, I just like the aggressive sound. Like, that's what I like about it. Yes, that's absolutely enough. But you don't get to condemn somebody who just likes the other sound for it and then view them. It, this superior attitude that comes out of rock bands is if you're listening to something credible and everybody who listens to everything else isn't is wildly ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's my problem. I don't have an issue with the band, the label, songwriter. Like I said, that I've been saying this about, you know, all country music all sounds the same. It's all written by songwriters. They don't even write it. Your favorite records were written by a guy named Desmond Child. You just didn't spend your entire childhood growing up reading liner notes to in, inside of albums the way I did. You didn't know that. But do Desmond Child, do, do, do that. Google Desmond Child's writing credits today. That guy wrote records you grew up loving and didn't know it. You gave all the credits to the band even though they hired him to come in and write the record. tried to tell me when this record came out that it was more like their first two records to me this sounds like load and reload it doesn't sound any different than load or reload to me this doesn't sound like ride the lightning to me this doesn't sound like kill them all to me i don't know if it necessarily has the same uh, what do i want to say the same style but like there is a little bit of it it, it sounds like at least they're trying that that style they're trying to go back as far right. as they can to it but it, this doesn't come off like fight fire with fire to me it doesn't sound like trapped under ice to me it doesn't sound like that to me That, that all that right in there that does sound like like that, old Metallica. Yeah, I will like, say they let Kirk Hammett kind of bring the guitar solo back a little bit, and that had been lost. And so, like one of their records, he, they didn't let him do it at all. And that's like their calling card. I agree with that. I like when Kirk Hammett can kind of be Kirk Hammett. Yeah, that all sounds. Yeah, like- that does. You're right. I'll give you that one.
I give that if I give those lyrics to Lady Gaga or Blake Shelton, and you trash it. There it is. Metallica, now that we're dead on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxanne Northfield Park. Phantom, give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. Um, I, uh, I, I, I want to credit Metallica a little bit on the sense of, like, number one, I think James has somehow or another been able to sound better on this record than he has in, like, the past two or three. I don't know if, like, he, he started singing differently or, or what happened, but I remember after St. Anger, I was like, dude, James is just a bad singer now. I don't feel that way necessarily anymore. And, dude, I, I will agree with you 100% that, dude, it's all a formula you figure it out but like i don't know it sounded the guitar sounded cool and and i'm not i'm not in a rush to go listen to it again but it's all right this is what i'm going to say about this and i think my vote is going to shock people first i'll give you my vote then my explanation i vote that not a turd not a turd as a guy who did not like the new metallica album and as a guy who has been a music director for rock stations before i would add that to the rotation at rock 106.9 a, it's Metallica. So, like we talked about with country, there are certain bands you just get the stuff on because of what. Honestly, we dude, the rock format owes Metallica a make good. We ignored Metallica forever, and then we overplayed the catalog once we figured out they were good. That's what radio does, and so we owe this to the Metallica because for about a ten year period, they saved the format. When it was like, what the hell are we gonna do? Just play more Metallica was the thing. There was Saturday Night Sanitariums. There was mandatory Metallica. They saved the format. So I'm all for radio stations wrapping their arms around them. I will say about that song, now that we're dead, the same thing I said about the album as a whole. It would have been a fantastic instrumental track. Once you throw those lyrics in and James and that whole thing, it's just kind of like, I'm just kind of, maybe I'm just over it. But I will say not a turd as I think that was probably one of the better things offered up from that record. Overall, I just, dude, maybe I'm a purist. Not even, though, because, I'll, dude, I'll take the Black Album. I'll take a couple of songs off the first load record. Now, for intro, you know, full disclosure, I'll tell you, my favorite Metallica song ever happens to be James Hetfield's least favorite Metallica song ever. My favorite song is a song called Escape off of Ride the Lightning. If you don't know, go listen to that. And that's my favorite Metallica song. It's James Hetfield's least favorite. So maybe there's, maybe we just disagree. Maybe James and I just disagree about where Metallica should be. But I vote not a turd on that. Like I said, if I was the music director here at Rock 106.9, we would have added that record. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Fishhead gets you hooked up with $8,000. He'll do so at 1010. We'll be back at this tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day.